0: marshmallow world in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground it's time for play it's a whipped cream day i wait for it the whole year round you are listening to the vintage rebellions the christmas special 2018 talking a load of ball balls. It just wouldn't be the same. We're, we're talking of marshmallows. They got the biggest one of them a lot here. Rich, happy Christmas. Thank you, Stu. Happy Christmas. And also, we've also got Jez from Afghanistan celebrating Christmas in a different way.
1: Good evening,
2: Stu. Good evening, Lance. Good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas.
0: And uh, PD Weedy is here as, of course. PD, happy Christmas, PD. Merry New Year, must. And joining us for tonight's roundtable is our social media guru guy. It's Steve Savory.
3: Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs>
4: Merry Merry Christmas happy a Christmas with glee Here's a little toy Any girl or boy Certainly would love to see Merry Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to who? Take a guess Yes, yes Merry Christmas to you Here is a baseball That froze itself If you've been good this year It may appear on your toy shelf Do we have the data On what to get the Wookiee this year? He already has a comb, you know Yes, we have finally got The
1: perfect
4: gift! Here it is! A brush! Perfect! Merry Christmas to you! Here's a toy robot that goes to sleep Can you believe the way he does it is by counting sheep? One sheep, two sheep, three sheep Merry, Merry Christmas! Have a Christmas with glee Have a little fun, eat a honey bun, decorate a Christmas tree Merry, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to who? Here is a hammer, without a head. So when you miss the nail, you'll never hurt your thumb instead Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, the best Sing a little song, try to hum along, entertain a Christmas guest Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, to who? Take a guess, yes, yes, Merry Christmas, to you Now here's a costume, that's very weird since you gotta guess how Where is the wokey? I think he put the costume on. Hey, did you tickle me? I did not tickle you. Well, you didn't do it, but who did? Oh. Yes, yes. Merry
1: Christmas, till you have another little guest.
4: Yes, yes, Merry Christmas, till you just one more guest. Yes, yes, Merry Christmas.
0: So, boys, we always talk Star Wars this time of year and such a great time of year. But something we've not spoken about on the four previous Christmas specials is how each of us spend a Christmas day. And do we have any like family traditions that have been passed down that we still adhere to? So I just want to give a get an overview of how we will be spending our Christmases. I'm, I'm going to start that with Pete.
5: Last year, I spent my Christmas in... Jolly Scotland, which is always very Christmassy because it's usually snowy in Scotland
6: or cold.
5: Traditions: uh, wait till after tea for presents, which really annoys my nephew and niece. Ha ha ha! Obviously turkey, uh, midday-ish. Uh, usually a very long walk before we get we eat, so uh, we get that out of our system. So we always have a nice long walk. Lovely turkey, then presents, then fall asleep. Uh, not a lot of alcohol in our family. Not a lot of alcohol of various reasons but none of us are real big drinkers usually uh, popped up on lemonade and chocolates normally oh yeah and any animal in the house does get a present as well uh
0: steve what, what about you any lifelong traditions uh
3: not, res- not necessarily a lifelong tradition but probably the last five or six years since i've been into running um we get up quite early uh, i get the turkey going and then i head off with a few friends and go and do a park run Uh, which is a 5k race at nine o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day, which most people think is mad, but is actually really good fun. Usually that's in fancy dress as well. So even more fun. And then uh, this year, to make a bit of a change from the norm, we're actually having the family at ours, whereas normally we head over to my mother and father-in-law's. But they decided they've got to a certain age that uh, they're not going to be entertaining for various children and nine grandchildren that they've got so they're going to be taking it in turns going around different members of uh, their family and we've drawn the short straw I suppose or the long straw I don't really know how to look at that because I've got to do all the cooking so I'm looking forward to it but going to be a busy day
0: I think you're mental, Steve. Um, the only thing you'll find me running on Christmas Day will be a bath. Uh, Jez, we know your Christmas is obviously going to be very different this year, but how traditionally would you spend it?
2: Up until last year, it was fairly same old, same old. Being in the military, we, as in my my immediate family, don't live anywhere near our other families, so we spend most of the time travelling. You know what? It's like, you know, you've got to keep everyone happy. Last year, because I knew I was going to be here this year, last year it was all about us, and we just had a lovely family holiday rented a hot tub and we all sat in the hot tub <laughs> for quite a bit me and the children and my wife and uh, had a really really lovely time just nice family lots of family stuff you know however out here i think we are going to try and uh, recreate some sort of hot tub thing the water might not be that hot there will certainly won't be any bubbles but it just might be a few blokes sitting in a tub
0: so what you're saying is there's going to be a lot of half-naked sailors sitting in a hot tub <laughs>
2: um yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's exactly it yeah. that if that's the image which helps everyone celebrate <laughs> christmas after all it's the gift that keeps on giving so uh i'll leave you with
0: that one i like that because in the summer obviously we spent five hours from together Jez, and we were talking about fantasies and we both thought that neither of our fantasies would ever come true but um yours clearly <laughs> is there oh yeah Oh, yeah, happy Hanukkah, everyone. Rich, I've left you two last. What, what, what's a northern man like yourself get up to on Christmas Day?
7: I'm, I'm just disturbed by the thought of Jez in a hot tub, because other than his head, like, Jez is the hairiest person on the planet. So I'm just thinking of all of these, these, these bits of hair that must have got on the hot tub filter, you know, and I feel sorry for the poor guy who's had to clean these filters out, you know, before New Year, before they can be reused again. I, I just find it a disturbing image. But anyway, Christmas for us, it's different now because the kids are grown up. My oldest is 22, somewhere around about there anyway. My youngest is 15. It's completely different now to what it used to be. It used to be the old 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning job. Now... I'll probably be up at about seven and then the next family member won't probably be up at about eleven. That's that's kind of how it goes. So normally first thing is presents, Christmas dinner, as being a vegetarian, it'll just be a plate of vegetables and you know, mashed potatoes, peas, carrots, york puddings and things. And then it'll just be a case of the kids go out, we don't see them again until eleven at night and you no know, just like every other day. Every day is Christmas for me.
0: I was gonna ask you about your Christmas dinner. is your whole family vegetarian? No, just yourself and your daughter. Oh right, so do will the um your son and your wife have turkey? Nope. Don't need a lot of meat either. Maybe chicken, but we soon wouldn't have chicken. And you don't replace it with a, a nut loaf or something? Nah, not like really that. No, not into One of the things I was interested to know. No, I'm
2: just really grateful to Richard because, um, you know, he said vegetables and then he went on, on to list a load of vegetables. Yes. I'm really glad he did that because up until that point I wasn't sure what vegetables were. So thanks, Rich.
0: I'm really surprised that you are doing Rogers. I have come probably from the most traditional Christmases and I have stuck by them. Christmas in my, my family and I don't just meet me and my wife i mean my brothers and sisters i come from a big family and christmas is such an important time of year for us lot we always get together there's now 20 of us so my um, brothers in the philippines this christmas so we are four down but big big traditions uh we have no telly on christmas day and boxing day i've never watched the television in my life on either of those two days all about playing with the kids and whatnot and um, we've got two very strange little traditions passed down now after christmas dinner so we have our presents when we wake up in the morning get them out let's get the toys out let's have a good play but after christmas dinner um, we have a snowman which comes and gives us all an extra present which might sound weird but uh, it's actually a scottish thing you can actually buy the snowman up there to deliver your christmas presents and then on boxing day we have another present um where last year i got a mint on card which is called the fish pond and you go fishing for a present very strange perhaps i'll have to upload you all a video of exactly what i'm doing but such a great time of year full of alcohol full of oh, food drink and just maybe just running around a bit but i love christmas and i can't wait to get my get myself on an eggnog and a snow snowball followed by GNT, followed by um, a nice bit of champagne followed by beer a bit of whiskey oh, 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 oh. do you know what there's only three Thanks, mondays cheers. Thanks. <laughs> yeah so uh, cheers you're in a hot tub with, with big bulky men <laughs> christmas brilliant only three mondays left till christmas crazy crazy <laughs>
4: Spirits
1: up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply
0: So let's move on to 2018. Uh, We always do this. We talk about our collecting in 2018. We're going to go around each of you. I want to know how your collecting has gone over the last 12 months. Did you stick to what your targets were? Did you achieve what you wanted to achieve? Did you start any new unplanned focuses? Just a general overview of your collecting year. We're going in reverse order this time, so let's go with Rich.
7: Okay, so I have acquired some of the tougher, more expensive R5 pieces, such as a three-pack and some ub items, so I'm pleased to knock them off my list. And collecting all five items is always going to be on every list I'm going to have each year. But I also said last year that I wanted to complete more runs. So I'm pleased that I completed the mini rig body rig run. And I've also dived into some other runs as well, which were completely unexpected. So the Dixie Cups one certainly springs to mind. And also some of the Empire Strikes Back NPC kits. So I'm going to try and knock some of them more off this year. However, I am determined to complete more runs that have been just basically for want of a better word i just haven't bothered to track them down i'm still missing four or five sigma mugs so i want them knocked off my list
0: brilliant rich jez 2018 has been
7: so much of a
2: better year than 2017 from a collecting point of view because i you know started collecting again and um no it's, it's been great to slowly get a variety of carded figures and you know really really slowly but what's really really surprised me is my sort of not love again or sort of reinvigoration because i've always had it but i didn't realize how much i would want vintage in my life out here in afghanistan so uh so there we go just get getting the stuff over the last um couple of months ordering stuff myself but having some fantastic gifts sent by um you guys and others who i've thanked in the previous episodes it's uh it's been great so this is for me the, this whole year has been brilliant
0: the lovely stuff mate and it's nice to see you uh getting a few bits sent out too, to the hot tub Steve now you might be had you on for an interview so you might need to give us just a quick refresh of where you were planning on going and whether you achieved it
3: oh blindly, that interview was quite a while ago now wasn't it I was at that time still looking for one more Han Solo uh, original not to complete that run and that still eludes me so I've, I became a little distracted and went off in all sorts of different directions I I've had Kind of in between the interview and the beginning of this year, started a Trilogo logo run. Uh, I managed to get an awful lot of those pinned down in 2018, leaving me with just the final four, the or, or the impossible four, depending on uh, your budgetary constraint.
0: Okay, yeah, what four are you left? I'm guessing Medine.
3: Yeah, Medine, Cloud Car Pilot, FET and Jawa. So the four most expensive ones, which actually, um, given given the price they've they've shot up in the last couple of years, I'm not too concerned about at the moment then they're not high on my list i'm quite happy with where i'm at with that i had an interesting experience at farthest from in april which was quite uh, quite exciting in a way i've been amassing and overly accumulating sounds a bit like your garage i guess in some ways for the last four or five years where i've been back in back in the game properly a huge amount of duplicates and excess stuff that I didn't need so I went and had a, had a sales table and that was quite exciting. I think the oddest thing though for me is this ceramics focus that I seem to have suddenly <laughs> attra- attracted to myself. I, I got a little carried away at, at, a, at a, quite a recent Vectis auction um, and ended up buying three bulk lots of Sigma and ceramics and ended up with 11 of the 12 mugs, uh, got the Tauntaun teapot, got the full run of figurines um, and got an absolutely beautiful item which is a very very large roman ceramics r2 cookie jar stick those with my two existing rumpf mugs um, and a few other unlicensed ceramic bits and i've actually put together really quite an exciting and stunning display right in the middle of my collecting room in a a kind of four-sided glass cabinet so yeah really quite pleased with that
0: what mark are you missing uh yoda i bought one of them once uh really cheap rich was bidding on it and got really upset Very, very early days. Yeah, sounds good, mate, and um, great choice, great choice to go down, Sigma. Mm-hmm. And your cabinet looks amazing. Pete, if you're a little mongrel dog there. that lived in Central Wigan, what have you been up to?
5: Well, I live where, sorry?
0: Pete was a lonely mongrel dog that lived in Central Wigan. If you don't know that, you don't know anything.
5: I have no idea what you're about. Pete was
8: a lonely mongrel dog who lived in Central Wigan. He had a great fault one winter's day while out for bones a-digging. He changed his life and he changed his ways and a sailor man he be. So he packed his pail, and buried his bone and off the sea went he Off the sea went off, the sea went off, the sea went he. he, he.
5: Off the sea went off, the sea went off, the sea went he Right, uh um things stuff. I have recently become quite focused on my refocusing uh, someone bought me no, I didn't really buy it i just got it from a hotel gave me a really nice little pocket book which i put all my collecting focus lists in you know i always get to farthest from them and go oh i've forgotten my lists i've now put it all in my little pocket book um that's me channeling some other style's character so um yeah i'm i'm still i'm still focused you on my focuses i haven't strayed I've been very good, and I'll, I'll go through them. I'll go through them for you because I know you're interested. Card backs, loose card backs. Remember, I don't care as long as they're. You can almost tell what they are. I've got nine, 18 more to get to have a whole run of all the figures. That's just loose card backs, you know, damaged to the smithereens. Uh, so I'm pretty pretty pleased with that just 18 to go. Comics. So from the whole lot of the whole run, so Star Wars Weekly, Postscript Back like, Weekly, Monthly. Star Wars Monthly and Return of Jedi Weekly, which is a lot of comics, I've got 37 to go. Just 37. Just 37. That's a lot of comics. And I've got most of them. I've only got three Empire Strikes Back Monthlies to go and two Star Wars Monthlies to go. And that's them all done. And it's just Star Wars Weekly and Return of Jedi. So that's pretty good. And Empire Strikes Back stickers, I've only got 26 to go. So I've got it all on my list. So if I make farthest from, that's what I'll be buying. Uh, other focuses, obviously, you know, I kind of collect mocks. So I haven't added that many this year, to be fair. I've only added a couple of really grubby ones um, that are kind of messed up. So I've not bought any anything particularly amazing. Because so I kind of got most of the cheapy ones. So, well, you know, you know, I don't like spending more than £100 on a mock. Um, so I've got quite a few. I've got about like, 40. So I'm quite chuffed with that. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back items. I've been adding quite a few recently. Um, I've got a couple of items recently. Another one to add for december when it turns up as well so quite chuffed with that and i'm keeping as varied and you know non-focused within that focus as i possibly can because i try and avoid um you know getting one of uh, you know going down a whole run and getting something of everything i just want one of something so you know it's scattergun approach but as long as i'm I and then i think that's it really um then i into the old modern stuff really so um yeah Keeping very focused. I haven't strayed and I haven't started up a new focus. So I'm quite happy with that because, you know me, I'm at the bottom end of
0: the uh, focusing. So um, keep it cheap and cheerful. And I'm happy. You haven't mentioned your your recent uh, Decker focus.
5: I started, well, that's just partly impostor's back focus.
0: Uh, it's, it's definitely um, a focus. <laughs>
5: uh. I think it's, cause it's, it's the cheapest, easiest stuff sometimes, sometimes to get hold of. It just appears and it's you know, it looks cool as well. And uh yeah, it's just one of those things I've got I haven't I said I, I don't go down the well, I've got one of those and I must get if there's any of the variations, I'm not even interested if there's even a variation. I don't even know if there's a variation. If I haven't got it, I'll get it. But I won't, you know, try and get, you know, oh I've got five of the same mug, they're all the same, but they will have a little tiny variation to hands earlobe. You know, I'm not going down that kind of route. I'm just interested in, you know, oh I haven't got that one, I'll have that one. But that that's how I'm working it. And it doesn't well, have to be into either.
0: Well, listeners, we are returning to um Steve's quiz that he did in November in December, and you will see how, how much research Pete is putting into his deca focus when he has that as his expert topic. Yeah, you wish.
2: Uh, what about you, Stu?
0: I think if you go back and ever <laughs> listen to me over the podcasts, I've always been a bit um here, there and everywhere, very <laughs> kind of darting in and out. <laughs> what are you laughing at?
5: You you talking about a focus. It's hilarious. You're not focused at all. You're, you are the ultimate scatterbrain of focusing.
0: Yeah, Joe. What I am to a point. I've tightened up a little bit. So Sigma obviously isn't coming up. <laughs> the bits I'm missing as often as possible. I think this year I added not a lot. The Stormtrooper trinket box, the kiddie like kiddie cup cup plate and bowl set, and I think that is it for this year. So yeah, that has really slowed down, and I I added a Rump mug. Obi Wan run for like this year, that's one of my favourite pieces. Steve Selloff, back in April, I uh, acquired an Ewok family hut, probably the greatest uh, object any of you lot could have bought this year, plus two minute cards. and um, But I think it is my mint on cards where I'm really changing my focus. I used to just buy anything, but now I think they've got to be on their debut films, so I'm going to go back and try and do a 12 back run first. I only got two at the moment two in the pipeline so i'm going to focus on that and i do like picking up the tri logos so to me at the moment the 12 backs and the tri logos are probably more focused than i'm selling off my return to jedi cards at the moment not really doing it for me the logo doesn't pull me in the same way so i'll return to them later yeah i'll get those characters on tri logos apart from that mainly been beyond the toys just like the loose run and a lots. i'm sure if i wrote it all down there'd be lots but lots of odds and sods been good years so boys i just want to go round and get your one favourite item of the year and why. Um, so let's go to the same order, Rich. Very tough, very tough.
7: But I'm going to go with my carded 8D8. For those who weren't the store here, we go. going, what's your about 8D8? But it's the one with the richest price sticker. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I love it. It didn't cost a lot of money. In fact, when I sold me other 8D8 off, I have actually made it about three or four quids worth of profit on it. So, yeah, that, that's my favourite item. Over your three-pack? Yes, and the reason being is because although the three-pack's absolutely fantastic and it's a, it's a great item, it was a lot of money and at this moment in time, I can't fully appreciate it. Just because of the amount of money it did cost.
0: I would sell it, mate, if you're not enjoying it.
7: Didn't say I was enjoying it. I just said I couldn't appreciate it as much as what I should be doing. I, I actually yep. would see my Dixie Cups would be
0: second because of the artwork on the Dixie Cups. And the name, Dick, in there again. Yeah. Yeah. All, I'm all over that at the moment. I'm going to um, tag you in everything I see to do with Willy Fawn.
2: Uh, Jez? It is my pack, and, uh, and I absolutely love it. I think probably also love it because the the reason I bought it was because it was such a great deal to me as well. Um it's I mean it's a creature set, it's it's series one and it's the second series. So it's is it's actually, you know, Star Wars Series One but it's the second release. And uh so it's it's got Hammerhead Greedo, War's Man and the three colours, uh the three characters just look absolutely brilliant in that box. And for the price I paid um, I'm just over the moon with it. I'd never thought in a million years I'd own a three-pack. Um, right place, right time, right networking as well. All we've said is really, really important, isn't it? Just to spook people and, uh, and and try your best to uh, to get on with people and not necessarily just scam and flip. So, um, no, for me, I, mate, I'm chuffed to bits with that. Delighted.
0: Stunning, mate. Uh, Steve?
3: Yeah, it's a toughie for me too. Um, there are a few things that came close. I think the ERG TriLogo came close because it was it was quite an uh, an interesting little cross country road trip that I drove all the way up to like beyond Staffordshire to go and collect it but I think actually um it was a double trade that I did for the for the two hybrids Staggletooth and Greedo love both the cards love the artwork but I think they mean a lot more because a couple of good friends both worked together and helped me get them in my collection. And I think the funniest bit of all, it was a deal that was struck in, at the uh, Running Stormtrooper Quiz. So the whole thing just kind of came together as a as a community thing and as a really good kind of relationship memory, as much as the product itself. And actually now they, you know, I see those on the shelf and I think, wow, there's a there's a good story behind those and they are beautiful pieces. So yeah, those two.
0: Yeah, it's funny how Swings and Roundabouts goes because uh, the snag helped me pay off my favourite item of the year as well, which I'll get to in a minute, so it's uh, all works well. Uh, Pete, which piece of Decker was your favourite this year?
5: <laughs> no piece of Decker, young Stu. My favourite thing I bought this year, which I love looking at, um, is my uh, acrylic paint-by-number glow-in-the-dark Darth Vader cover set. So it just looks brilliant because um, you've got Darth Vader looking very swangly. In front of um, a very spangy looking kind of, ooh, I guess it's kind of bits of the piping of the carbon freeze chamber on the front. So it's just it bursting with colour. I, I, it just looks great on, on my on my shelf, sitting on my MPC box. Um, I have to say, it, it is it's an amazing thing. See, that's why I wouldn't buy another one. You see, I've got that one. I'm quite happy with that, and uh, I don't need another acrylic paint my number set. So that's that's what I kind of. Uh, so I kind of like. But the only thing that it, with it is, it was just slightly disturbing me and almost relegating it to not my favourite piece is the fact that the shrink wrap on the outside is split. Should I remove it before it destroys the box or should I just accept destiny? Remove it. But I, um. I'll tell you why it should be acceptable to remove because I don't think it was attached by the manufacturer because inside the box is a sticker uh, with the price on it inside the box. So it must have been done later because it's got the price of two, two bucks. 99 from some shop called mervyn's so they must have had it and then they put the price label on and then they shrink wrapped it afterwards A Bit strange really there we go so i think i could legally take it out without you know shame 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 so yeah it, it looks good though it, it, it's really nice i love it i love those things of random Empire of things i pick up from craftmaster of course
0: well some great great items boys my favorite uh purchase this year now when we started out on this on this journey of the podcast uh, i interviewed Ian sanderson on episode one and something he said in that interview has always kind of stuck with me that you'll buy a 50 pound mint on card you'll then buy a 100 pound mint on card you'll then buy a 200 pound mint on card and before you know it you run it up and i, I always thought mm, i can't i can't see me doing that and i can remember going to that furthest from farthest from even and and buying a couple of hundred pound mint cards the first time. But this year I bought by far my biggest my biggest purchase the first time. I've gone over four figures for my Greedo square card. But I love it. It is it is one piece that I do return to. Now I know what Richard's saying when you look at something which has got a lot of value on it and you're like Oof. and I can remember Cy buying um his FX seven at Celebration London in Spain and spending about three grand on it and him saying that the money just stifled his enjoyment so he moved it on i haven't had that i do enjoy it and uh, i funded it by purely by collection so it wasn't like i was having to find the money and i love it yeah i haven't got many guido pieces i only pick up a couple a year that was always my, my way but um i've got some nice pieces and that's that is certainly one of them so i think a good a good year all year round boys a really good year moving on uh, we're going to go on to the first part of our three-part quiz for this christmas special and the vintage rebellion are doing eggheads We are the Eggheads, not me. I'm the Mr. Vine chap. Let's see how the Vintage Rebellion do against a bunch of challengers. Please, boys, please don't let me down. These five people are amongst the greatest quiz players in Britain.
5: Together, they make up the Eggheads, arguably the most formidable quiz team in the country. The question is, can
0: they be beaten? Welcome to this month's quiz. We are doing The Vintage Rebellion Does Eggheads, and I'll explain why we're inspired for this shortly. Obviously, Eggheads, for our overseas listeners, is a team of five versus a team of five. Basically, they knock each other out, and then the winners of their head-to-heads play in the final. So, the TVR are the Eggheads. They've recorded 53 shows, so they should be quite up on their knowledge. So they are, as normal, Jez, Richard, Pete, joined with Simon. He may be gone, but he's not gone-gone. So Simon is with them, and our social media guru, Steve Savory, makes up the TVR team. So for the challengers, though, we've got a a team. I think they've all been on in some aspect in the past. First up, he was our main interview on episode 12. Uh, He's popped up on various other shows. He runs the Vintage Star Wars Diecast website, uh, Hanhoff Focus Collector. It is Andy Norton. Welcome mandy thanks, Stu. hello everybody great to have you back on here i know the boys are expecting um, every die cast question to be answered correctly if they come up yeah, easy yeah <laughs> galaxy winner someone else we've got with us he hasn't done a main interview with us as yet but he has been on with the event interviews is a Leia hoth focus collector and for some reason a lego junkie but it is robert marsh good evening rob good evening nice to have you on mate.
1: thanks very much
0: ...someone else who, again, hasn't had a main interview yet... ...but did massively help us out... Uh, ...he was a a guest show host on episode 37... ...while I was off having a baby... ...yeah, that's right, I had it... ...he has done some event interviews as well... ...we've got with us Scott Cato... ...good evening, Scott... ...hello, Stu, hello everyone... ...great to hear from you again, mate... ...and you... ...and also guest hosted that episode... ...with alongside Scott was this... ...this gent who was our main interview on episode 25... ...he's got various focuses... Uh, ...Mark Hockley is back... ...evening, Mark... ...hi, guys, how you doing, all right... Indeed, mate. And finally, we have got Jason Smith with us. He is a TV star. He's a cardback back, 2-1-B, Helix focus collector. He's the Toy Tony researcher. He runs the big Facebook group. He runs the Palatroy Matrix. It was our interview back on episode eight or nine, I think. But he is the reason we're inspired tonight, because I went to Farvis From, and he is Chris Hughes off the eggheads. Now, if you don't know that, who that is, please check it out. He is him, so I'm expecting big things. Jason, welcome back to the show once again. Yeah,
9: nice to be back. Uh, but I'm, I'm afraid to say I, I've had my haircuts. So I don't, I don't look like him anymore.
0: Boys, what we're going to do is, I will give you a, a topic, and from the challenges, you decide out the five of you, who's going to take that topic. You can only take one topic. If you lose, you will be eliminated from the final, okay? Four rounds of this, so four of you will play in head-to-heads. The fifth one will go through to the final automatically. So, the first topic is, boys, is Ewoks. Who would like to take Ewoks? So, decide amongst the five of you. I don't know anything
6: about Ewoks, so, uh, <laughs> uh, me either.
0: No, I'm not Anyone I'm not. Particularly about
6: Ewoks?
0: Nobody. No. <laughs> well someone's got to you, who's <laughs> going to be idea. brave <laughs> yes.
6: i'll be brave if i have to is that
0: spoons is coming forward andy
6: yeah go on then
0: nice to see someone being brave andy Um just before we start i ask you this every time you're on where's where's my diecast book
6: oh it's um just just finishing it off now Stuart, Actually, so 20, I, if, 2019 release if it wasn't for this quiz it'd probably be done today really yeah
0: <laughs> 2018 andy how did uh, your collecting go?
6: It's been a good year. Yeah, it's um, it's gone in a blur. I think they, I started it off with um, a long-term grail that I can't even remember what it was now. I think not know. I think it might have been, might have been one of the, the small wing Darth Vader ties. It was the pre-production. I bought myself... Uh, a pre-production die-cast tie-wing, so it's an alternate sculpt before that was changed for the release. And that, that seems like a long time ago, but this year it's just flown by. But otherwise, yeah, picking up bits and pieces, nothing nothing too much. A couple of Hanhoffs, which I was surprised by. You know, there's not too many of those come up that, that I need these days, but it's been a good year. Wonderful. Now,
0: Andy, you've got to pick one of the eggheads
6: to play against. That's oh, a tough one. Um, I, think, I think the guy that I most think of when I think of Ewoks is probably Pete. Okay, so what?
0: Pete can't believe it what's your knowledge
5: like on ewoks i think it's staggeringly amazing (laughs) because i love them so much they are the best thing ever they are the best yeah
0: you're going to get three questions each obviously if someone wins two nil it won't go on to the third questions and if it is tied at the end rather than going backwards and forwards with questions i have one tie break question so andy would you like to go first or second I'll go first. So Andy, question one. From the eight Ewok characters released during the vintage era, which has had the most figures made of them through all eras of action figures? So that's all the modern interpretations. Is it A Low Gray, B Paplu, or C Wicket?
6: I'll have to go for Wicket.
0: That is correct, Andy. You take a one nil lead there, they've had five wickets. Um the other two also both had four. So Pete, first question, Hello. you're one nil down, mate, okay? Hey, hey. <laughs> no, nothing unusual there with these quizzes, right anyway. Exactly. On the artwork on the front of the Ewok Village playset, how many Chief Chirpers are featured in the image? Is it A one, B two, or C four?
5: Uh, I, I seem to remember lots of Chief Chirpers without their hats on, so probably probably a couple. I'm gonna go with two.
0: That's incorrect. There is four. There's a uh, two carrying oh, no. two carrying the. Uh, 3PO, there's one up by the by the little fire, and there's one in the lift. 1-0 up already. Andy, your next question. Which of these is not a plush Woklin that was released? A, Latara, B, Milani, or C, Leany?
6: Pure guess. I'm going to go for C, Leany.
0: C, Leany is incorrect. Milani and Leany are both Woklins. Latara was a full-size Ewok. That. So you remain 1-0 up. Pete, you can level here, buddy. Nice easy one for you. Whose power of the force coin reads... A large Ewok, who, with Wicket, serves as a guide for the rebels on Endor. Is it A, Romba, B, Tebow, or C, Warwick? A
5: large Ewok? Well, Stewie, we normally call you a large Ewok. Uh, so all I can think of is because you're a bit Romba-ish.
0: So you're going with Romba?
5: I am. It's
0: incorrect, Pete. It's Tebow. So Andy, this question is to win an Oh no! So Andy, to guarantee a second person in the final for the challenges, which of these Ewoks was unproduced in the Ewok line, although prototypes exist? Is it A, Mookie, B, Mungo, or C, Weechi? Can you say that again, please, uh, Steve? Which of these Ewoks was unproduced in the Ewok line, although prototypes exist? Is it A, Mookie, B, Mungo, or C, Weechi? I'm going to go for B, Ungo, was it? Mungo, that is incorrect. He was unproduced <laughs> for the droids line. It was actually Weechi. So, Pete... This is for um to take it to a tie break. Okay, you're gonna like this one because I know this is up your street. What company well, that bad. <laughs> What company produced the wicket roller skates? Is it A <laughs> Is it A Brookfield Athletic, B Stearns Playland, or C Kenner? Oh
5: my goodness. I bet you've got these Stuart, but you, you put these on and when the wife's out you go up and down the stairs with your little roller
0: skates on like a little kid
5: <laughs> i i have no idea i'm just going to say a
0: a Brookfield Athletic is correct, Pete.
1: Oh, you what? may not be
0: going to a meeting yet. We're going to a pl- tie-break.
1: Can you hurry up?
0: <laughs> right, the tie-break's oh, quite I'm easy. Sure. Okay, so Andy, you get to go first. Loose Ewok sales, according to Star Wars Tracker for 2018. Up to the point of this recording, which Ewok has had most sold loose? So what are you going for? I'll go for wicket. You're going for wicket. Pete, which Ewok would you like to take?
5: <laughs> I think Paplu, clearly.
0: <laughs> you're going with pat Blue. So andy andy's gone for Wicket, which had 109 sales and was third and pete oh pat Blue's only the sixth 72 sales oh, this year so i'm sorry andy a great start
6: it's uh, a little <laughs> knowledge is uh, is a great thing i think
0: <laughs> challengers well done one through the next topic is play sets so who would like to take it i'll have a go mark play sets now you've got the choice of well you've got <laughs> a very very glaringly easy one jez richard one. or steve who do you want to play oh do i get to choose you or get Psy? to choose yes oh, oh, Psy. Psy, of course size on the um even easier <laughs> oh, yeah. you got as well i will go up against jez if that's all right <sighs> jez knows good stuff on play sets is the play set king jez you've been challenged Mark, yes. 2018, mate, you've been selling quite a bit. Is that selling up or just reducing? Uh, no, just just
2: wedding related. Fair I got point. married in, uh, in September, so I just had a little bit of a
0: clear, clear out and... Uh
2: I don't like to rotate stuff i like to have everything on display so sometimes i have to get rid of things i did not really want to get rid of but um
0: what's your big piece you're looking for in 2019 i'm just planning on uh, improving my mock run and just kind of getting not debut cards
2: but just getting figures on on um film specific cards so yeah. it's quite when i started doing the card run I, I did a lot on jedi cards that i now need to try and track down star wars and
10: and uh, empire
0: cards for so yeah that that's kind of over the next couple of years i'm going to do that excellent mate excellent right well you've taken on jez quite an interesting. In battle this one. Let's go over to places So Mark, do you want to go first or second?
5: Uh I'll go first.
0: Okay, a nice easy one to start with then, Mark. Blue Snaggletooth appeared in which Sears exclusive playset? Was it A, the Palatoy Cantina, B the Cantina Adventure Set, or C the Creature Cantina Action Playset? Uh B the uh Cantina Adventure Set. Yes, well done. Straight in. Put a bit of pressure on Jez. There's was a bit more hair, mate. Uh, Jez. <laughs> yes,
1: <sir. laughs>
0: Are you ready, son? Born ready for this quiz. Yeah, you certainly were. Uh, which three figures came packed with a Rebel Command Center adventure set? Is it A, Han Hoff, Leia Hoff, and Rebel Commander? B, Attack Driver, Hoff Stormtrooper, and R2 Sensorscope? Or C, Attack Commander, Luke Hoff, and R2 Sensorscope? An excellent choice of figures on all three counts. I will go for C. That is right, buddy. That makes it level. Mm, well yeah, done. Nice, <laughs> nice. Throw the pressure back, Mark. Yes. Land of the Jowers playset debuted in which year? Was it A nineteen seventy seven, B nineteen seventy eight, or C nineteen seventy nine? C nineteen seventy nine. That is correct. Oh, he knows his playsets. Oh, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Jez. How many connector pins come with the Droid Factory (laughs) playset? Is it A12, B14, or C16? The connector pin
2: one, yes, I remember studying that back in the day. (laughs) Um, And the correct answer is B14.
0: That's incorrect, mate. Disappointed. Very disappointed with you. Damn it. Uh, 2-1 mark. This is to eliminate Jez very early and very quickly. And and what was the correct
2: answer then, buddy?
0: It was 16.
2: No, nah, that was another C. Oh, I was playing the odds.
0: Never uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never play the odds, mate. Okay. So Mark, the Imperial yes. attack base is called what in a Meccano box? Is it base de attack Imperial, contra attack base, or C, etoile noire attack base? I'll go for B. Uh, you're going for the Contra-Attack Base. That's yeah. incorrect. Contra-Attack ah, is actually the Strikes Back off an Empire Strikes Back.
1: Ah, it, is, it, <laughs> it is,
0: A, the Base d- Attack Imperial. So ah, it's My favourite playset as
1: well. Jez
0: <laughs> needs to get this right to go to the uh, tie break. So, Jez, no pressure. Which of these three figures does not come packed with a Jabba Dungeon playset? A, Nicto, B, Gamorrean Guard, or C, 8D8?
2: Good morning, God.
0: That is correct, mate. Well done. Another tie break, then. Mm-hmm. OK, Mark, you get to go first, Been on the Challengers team, OK? Whoever gets closest takes the win. According to the Star Wars tracker, what is the average price for a loose Darth Vader Star Destroyer action playset? Mark, the average price for the last year, since the first of January this year, what do you think the average has been? Um, not the sexiest of the playsets. I- I'll go £50. Pounds you're going with 50 pounds so jez are you going to go 49.99 or 50 pound and a penny i have have 46 so you're going 46 uh, pound yeah i'm gonna go for 46 okay um, nice and tight if it's 48 we're gonna have a problem splitting you aren't we so the actual cost for an average loose dar fader star destroyer is 33 pound (laughs) 20 jez you make it to the final well done mate tie break though let me uh, down the with the, um, one. let me down with the connector pins there really disappointed <laughs> uh,
1: Mark take <laughs> playing.
0: plan hopefully you stick around and uh, cheer yeah. on your team so boys you both have well you have two people in the final each so well done good start come back a bit later in the show where we will return to the quiz for rounds 3 and 4 so uh, until then see you boys later Very interesting start to the Eggheads, both uh, one win each there under their belts. So it's pretty even Stevens at the moment. But we're going to go on to podcast reflection. It's been uh, another 12 months. We've, we've seen some changes. Obviously, um Cy si was relatively new at the beginning of 2018 and sadly, things haven't worked out as we were wanted and si for personal reasons has had to leave uh, steve Savers joined as social media guru and popping in for the odd little appearance here and there In a great guest the vintage alliance of rocking it every month for us and giving us some great yes some great insights into what we are discussing i thought we'd just go through briefly give a little overview of each of our sections first of all rich rebel briefings always something going on we've seen scams this year seen some positive stories this year give us an overview of rb and can you highlight your three favourite stories you've covered over the year? Yeah, so I've looked at the last 12 months worth of Rebel Briefings.
7: Some of the stories I've absolutely loved to do. I've loved some of the interviews that I've recorded. In fact, I've loved all of the interviews recorded, especially the ones with people that we don't hear from, such as the, the guy who got that fantastic carded collection. Uh, reminders of the, the carded uh, find that was found in Norway as well uh, last year. I love those kind of stories, but obviously as I've went through them, i found a lot of them on scams, a lot of them on reproductions, a lot of them on Deal's gone sour. A lot of rising prices. And, and to be honest with you, I'm getting bored with all that now. Fed up with seeing the same things that we like scams, whether it's in the intro question or whether it's in rebel briefings, or I'm seeing it on Facebook all the time. I'm, I'm really starting to lose interest in that whole area. I think most of the Facebook groups are all heading down the same route. Uh, and they're the Facebook groups that I want to be part of and I want to, you know, keep, keep going in my day to day life. The stories that I've picked out and on the ones I'm particularly pleased with are the first one was from quite a while ago now, and this was Brian Angel, and it was his quest to complete his red bar carded run with the Empire Strikes Back red bar carded figure. So, for those who don't remember the story, I wrote an article for Fanta Tracks, oh, probably about nine months ago now, and in there I'd had photos of Brian's collection talking about the red bar. He had a Star Wars carded figure, he had a Jedi carded figure, and at the bottom they had just put, if anybody's got an Empire one, you know, contact Brian Angel, he, he's the guy to ask. And then out of the blue, many months later, um, I get contacted by a guy saying, hey I've got one of these, um, how much do you think one of them is worth? So I contacted Brian Angel straight away, said so Brian, look at one's turned off, Brian was delighted, he got a deal sorted out, by all accounts very reasonable. And that completely reset. Uh, Brian was incredibly grateful. And I'm glad I went to him. I mean, as a carded um, R5 collector myself. I could have bought it. But I thought, no, you know, it doesn't belong with me. That actually belongs in Brian's collection. It's better to go there. So I'm really glad that went there. Now the second one I want to bring up. Is the the four super finds that were found in the same month. And that started off with Paul Chew's carded headman. And I really enjoyed that interview with Paul and Todd. Then we had Bill Cable's Strike Strike Back C-3PO. That i have been looking for 20 years for. Then the Luke X-Wing Rick Communicate. A prototype surfaced, and then the Spanish Colgate box, which had been sent to cast, and all of them um, appeared in June, and that was just a great month of fantastic item, fantastic item, and, and then there's another couple, and then the other one that I've really enjoyed is I, I love the Chris Fawcett interview on the Ren Who Cafe. I love the older stories from the old cracking days. I really enjoy the cast stories, and, and I love it when the likes of Ron and Chris and uh, Chris Joe Guglies as well come on and they discuss things from the past. Um, they, they are much happier stories. The 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 much more feel good stories um, and I prefer them to a lot of the the negativity that we've been covering over the last twelve months.
0: I love that um, Chris Fawcett piece you did last month. I just, I just love listening to that. And um, I know it was still about a scam, but it was, I don't know, because it was twenty odd years ago or whatever it was. I don't know. It just had a little bit more, maybe a little bit more romance about it. And he was such a cle- such a clever scam. It was, it was a funny story. I'm sure it wasn't funny for the people that got ripped off at the time. Yeah, I enjoyed hearing back back from those. Totally agree. Great, great shout out there, Rich. And a, a great year, mate. Um, well done for keep ploughing him out because you really do deliver each month. Cheers if you were to choose one RB story, what what would stick out to you over the last 12 months?
7: Jez? I think Jez is going to um, find 12 months worth of RB stories, is (laughs) not
5: he? Can can he do it before we pretend that he's muted? Lads. (laughs) Right, lads. I've been talking away... Talking away, and all I can hear is, oh, no one's listening to me.
0: Lads, That's I, f- I thought my internet had dropped for a minute then, but what? no, it's just what? Jez pretending he's a uh, he's not listening. Yeah, well, lads, lads,
7: um, <laughs> I went to Wantage. I am um, lads, lads, and, and in, in Wantage they had a uh, not one, not two, but three carded yakfi. Oh, I've milked that one enough. Okay, lads, lads, um, did I tell you that I, I saw up your collection to uh fund a deposit for a house? Lads, <laughs> lads, we're in stormtrooper, lads. Um, yeah, so yeah,
0: so that we're going to work. Oh, sword. I'm
5: muted. I didn't realise. Oh, dearie me.
0: CCP. <laughs> <laughs> right, so onto the interviews this year, and obviously December's interview is recorded, but it's not out yet, so I'm not going to touch on that. But I, I look back at the interviews, and um two times this year I haven't had to do an interview because one we had the special in November with the Palatoy Palatoy guys, and obviously earlier in the year we did have the Finster special when Rich travelled out there and we got his his travel stories. So straight away it was down to to nine and uh, earlier in the year i did the round table on the current state of collecting with steve at the time who wasn't part of the the uh, tvr crew i did it with him andy norton and jared cope so it's taking the interviews down all the time, but I've interviewed some great people this year. A few Brits, uh, John Aves has been on, Andy Goulding, both such fun to interview. Andy Goulding's uh, s- such a great character, and John Aves' passion for the hobby is, is fantastic. We had Chris G on for the main interview earlier in the year, and uh, we had Chris Leddy and Chris Porteous, a couple of Canadian chaps. Jason Langendorfer, great to to visit uh, his childhood. And and of course, Dave Phillips with uh, his tales and talking about his filmography uh, for New Zealand but I think when it comes to interviews, I look for the interview that I learned the most from, and I love doing it, and, and I did educate myself more in this interview than any of the others. And my favourite interview this year was Lee Bullock's. I think his knowledge of the 12-inch, his passion for it, is incredible. Great. It was great to have all those people on. Thank you all so much. I can't wait to do it all again in um, in 2019. And uh, just love chatting to chatting to people and getting to know them and getting to know their backstories. Uh, Rich, now, you're probably the most ideal person to come to for, for who you liked as an interview, because... You, you did quite a few of them with me over the course of the year. You're often my backup recorder and you join in and we double tag these these fine gentlemen. What was your favourite interview to be part of or to hear, listen to? Well, you're right there. I think I must be a pleasure to come
7: to, so you definitely got that bit right. I almost went with the Lee Bullock one because I looked at all of them and I thought, you know what, that was great. I enjoyed that one. That was great. The Lee Bullock one was really, really good for the amount of knowledge that came out of that one. But I'm going to go with the Andy Golding interview and I really enjoyed that because he went down the whole collecting route, he went down to the set locations, you know, Tatooine and, you know, the movie props, and, and I love that, I, I just love listening to it, and I think the Andy Golden interview, that really is interview one of another 12 that's probably ready to come. Um, because I, I found that fantastic I really enjoyed it um, but you, you're right I've enjoyed all the interviews I've done a lot of the interviews this year and no two have been alike so I don't want to say a disservice to anybody else because they've all been absolutely fantastic yeah I, I, I prefer the stories but it's also it's obviously nice to have an educational one broken up you know be, between them so I don't just want to hear that's your story that's your story that's story your story so it was between Lee and
0: Andy and I went with the Andy one I must admit actually this year as well uh, especially the last six months getting an awful lot of requests to come on now for interviews. Sometimes you're, you're chasing interviews, you get let down the last minute and you do, you've got to find another one. But there's uh, a few people now who are saying, well, if you ever want an interview, I'd be happy to partake. You know, um, There's a couple of people on the end there, at the end of the year that we've interviewed who are um, offering their services. And I know that early part of next year, I've got two or three that will be coming up. That is going to be um, the same situation. Thank you to all our guests this year, not just in the interviews, but that goes right across all the sections. I really do appreciate it. You really do help us make the show what it is. Now, Jez, uh, NA, is always vastly, vastly covered. We say to you, pick six or seven, you know, if you're struggling to do 12. So you come in and you've done 21 this month. You can't seem to get your head around round that. But it's been great. We've had the main the main focus topic this year. Can you give us an overview of the newest acquisitions for the year and your three favourite items you've covered?
2: God, you really are enjoying taking the back at me tonight, aren't you? Yeah. So my three favourite, I would say episode 50, and uh, there was Evan Hoy versus Strom, who had completed his run of Star Wars Arcane Machines and uh, not only was that great but some brilliant pictures on his Facebook group on the on the 12 power group and I thought right we'll get him on it and we ended up talking for about 45 minutes and it was just such a great impromptu interview that I had to put the whole thing in the podcast it was really great to have a collector like Evan on and that was fantastic on episode 50 I loved it uh, episode 48 where Thomas Furrier found a 50p A-Wing and that took quite a bit of discussion just talking about how what a to bargain how just the significance of one figure, you know, completely redefine someone's outlook and can actually get someone into vintage collecting and, uh, and that was brilliant and then uh, finally I would say with regards to when we talk about the large, the large ships or in some cases figures like we've done recently it was at the end of episode 48 that we uh, spoke about uh, the Deanster's Power of the Force skiff massive favourite of mine and uh, yeah we actually had Rick getting his out and he, he discovered some things with his skiff that he didn't actually know existed so that was really really good I, I just really enjoyed it it's been great to see it and as the year has gone on we've really expanded we've gone into more far more beyond the toys stuff and uh, in fact I think everyone chose something from beyond the toys and we didn't really actually choose a toy so uh, yeah I've loved being part of uh, NA and it's it's a real liberal love what was your favourite main main topic uh, the skiff
0: yeah it's a, it's a great item wasn't it and um, you've got a lot of love for it I, I'll be disappointed if you haven't added one by the end of 2019 but we'll get on to that later <laughs> okay I, I think you're wrong I think it's all about the imperial dignitary uh, which we covered in episode 54 in November Pete Steve if you both had to collect, uh, choose one item that you maybe heard um, Pete first of all being part of it what, what was your favourite item oh
5: yeah it was, it was hard really because uh, there was lots of stuff I, I always like the finds where someone has got something i really want and got it for something that's really cheap so they get you know like a some kind of card back for like a pound or something or some nice loose figures for very little but uh, i kind of went through all the ones we've kind of seen and i think they were uh, kind of stuck in my head because i'd, I'd love both these because i do have the luke it was a 12 inch luke and uh, layer, a 12-inch box, and they were sealed together in a kind of packaging film. This is by a guy called Colin Tucker in Canada. And um, I think one went, um, they also had the, the Canadian French um, on the, the boxes. I mean, it, yeah, they weren't like made in a box. They were just you know, packaged together in, in, I guess, some sort of plastic film. But uh, it was a weird thing. And, and apparently the, a couple had come up before, and uh, I think someone saw one on eBay a bit earlier in the year. Um, this came around in April. Um, April's episode, I think. I think it came in a- April. I'm sure it did, maybe March. But um not um, want I need but for eight hundred quid. So normally these things go for, you know, couple hundred quid max. And that plastic film added, you know, several hundred dollars onto it. So I don't know, it was just one sort of those odd things, you know, where shops sort of like go, right, we'll 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 do this. Um, sell them as a pair because they do not sign, or we need to make more money and 40 years later lunatics are paying thousands thousands of dollars for them um, so yeah it was a good little piece of just, just oddities like that always always fascinate
0: me so um, yeah brilliant brilliant choice Steve you've been a listener most of the year well, so an item that stood out to you that you really wanted to add
3: I don't know that it's something I wanted to add myself but add to the conversation certainly I think um, back on episode 48 curiously an episode that Jez has already mentioned Um, there were some cracking NA pieces on there there was the pi records display that turned up in that episode but the one that really caught my whole attention was steve york picking up that chromatic pen that was issued to uh, star wars cast for the first film the chap has been hunting for that for decades and to then find it and find it in such good condition i just thought that you know it, it was almost inspirational that if you keep hunting you know those grails are out there you will eventually find it and i just thought you know his tenacity to carry on hunting a pen brilliant absolutely brilliant great story
0: yeah great items boys now a minute ago we just heard me ask Uh, jez for his rb topic of the year he he's got quite fat fingers and he couldn't quite click the unmute button on his phone and now he's moaning that he's actually done some research and would like to answer so i'm going to let him just jump in here out of sync and let him answer because he has made the effort to do the research
2: i always do the research and uh, if you go back over the year, you'll see that i was i've been one of the major contributors to uh, rebel briefings and uh, and there we go what i've liked about this year is that we haven't afraid to be rebellious we we and we discussed this when we first came up with the name the vintage rebellion that we we wanted to be able to feel free to be able to say what we wanted and how we felt and people can have disagreements and you can have really really good you know friends or what have you who can have different perspectives on, on ideas or religion or politics or what have you be some things that we've said um, which others or wholeheartedly disagree with and, and sometimes agree with and it's been it's been really good recently i think when we've been calling things out ourselves and just saying no we don't agree with this or we don't agree with that and um you know in, in fact some of the some of the scandals and um and the good thing is even though we don't agree with some of the people or, or some people don't agree with us we're all mates afterwards and um and that's been great to see so i think yeah Fair enough, I like the way that the Rebel briefings has been going. But in particular, it was one called um, In the Wild. It was an In the Wild find, which had come out. It was around about August, and it was dorothy drew on the return of the jedi group had found a well it was one of these what's in the box things uh, found in the wild what was in the cano box and people were asking whether or not there were carded figures in there or not and it turns out that there were and the person actually jokingly said it was a load of weak ways i think or um reese that was it they said there was a load of and then the conversation stopped but that wasn't true at all and, and i contacted the person and said "Oh, what was in there and there was a whole bevy of delights uh, and the story just went on so i was quite interesting. On uh, episode 51 i'm not going to give away all of the info um, okay, that, that was a great in-the-world find to go with Richard's numerous finds as well.
0: Something that's evolved from the newest acquisitions uh, this year has been beyond the newest acquisitions, which Pete has kind of uh, started up this new segment where he takes the item we've, we're focusing at the end and he looks at what else was available for that uh, figure or ship or playset. Pete, how, how your section's evolved and what's been your highlights for the year?
1: Yeah,
5: <laughs> it's kind of a weird one because it, it's been going almost a year now because you think about it. It was when well, Jez was away, wasn't he, doing some training course at the uh, the start of this year, I think, or maybe the end of last year, and because uh, remember he got completely confused by it when when uh, when he returned, going, "What on earth's going on here? Why have we got a section that's doing this?" And it took about three months for him to understand what it was. Bless his little cotton socks. So yeah, um, I think it, <laughs> the low lights is when we couldn't find anything. <laughs> I think the imperial Dictory of last month was definitely a challenge, but I think we all kind sort of like you know got stuck into that challenge. I think that's what makes a good section uh, because you know it, it is something that we have to really really look hard into and I think Steve saved us a bit Rich popped in the last minute winner Jez let us down but yeah I, I think overall I just try to think there was there was one month where we oh goodness I didn't write this down it's just really stupid of me there was something What? what when did I contact um... it was the MTV7
0: if you're trying to think of something <laughs> cover.
5: yeah yeah so I think mini rigs were always going to struggle so we're going to need some sort of alternative when we get to the mini rigs uh, I think In fact, we just bin that completely, didn't we? We didn't even bother with it. And said, right, stuff it. Uh, mini rigs will, will struggle. I think figures. I... I think next month's could be interesting. Very interesting. What I believe Stu has chosen should be fun. But I think, I think overall, I think overall, nothing's escaped us yet. In fact, sometimes the, the challenge is when, like, for example, um, let's say we picked Darth Vader as a character. I think the challenge is, and I think we did, didn't we, was finding stuff that, um, everyone, you know, that no one had really heard of. We don't want to cover, um, something that everyone knows of. We want to find something obscure. And of course, that's when I asked Bill McBride for his most obscure item, which was that, uh, that little beer um, in a can, which uh, I've certainly never heard of, and I think only anyone else had either. So yeah, in in some ways, that kind of middle ground. So I think if we get to like the bounty hunters, things like that, you know, fall on, that could be interesting. I think some of the last 17 could be very challenging. Um, Goodness knows if a Man of Man has ever appeared on anything. Um, Ship-wise, I think we're probably all right with that, but it's figure-wise. I think some of the the more obscure ones, we are going to struggle. But I'm enjoying the challenge, so I think you guys are as well. But as as a section, we and I think Richard made this point and it's probably worth sharing with, with everybody, is we try to avoid going down the same routes all the time. So if there's something reasonably obscure, we want to try, you know, try and avoid using Dixie cups um or stickers, you know, things that there would seem to be plenty of. We want to try and find something a bit strange. So if you guys out there can help me <laughs> and you think, Oh, you might be coming up with this and just you know, just just let me know. Don't tell the others, just let me know. So I look really cool. So um overall I think it's 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 building up a bit of steam. Um I think is a good complement to uh, what we talk about in the the NA section, and I think it's only going to get uh, more and more detailed. As I think, I think we are rising to the challenge. Um, I don't think anything
0: apart from mini rigs will defeat us. Yeah, I, I enjoy it as a section, and uh, I know December's is going to be tough. It was actually Steve Savory that came up with that, not me. Uh, uh. I will tell you that now. He is the one that suggested it, and I thought, yeah, why not? Um, I would like to cover the Rancor early 2019, and that could be quite good fun. I think I, th- I think there'd probably be more than we think on that.
5: I mean, especially. And uh, oh, I just think that will, oh, but I think there is some bits and pieces out there. I don't think a lot, a lot, but because it's such an iconic scene, I think I think we'll probably find as items with bits of Rancor, so mm-hmm. Luke held in the hand, in in the hand of the Rancor.
0: What I will say, Pete, is if you're looking for a Man uh, items, maybe just check out Jez's Christmas hot tub because uh, <laughs> I should think there's going to be a lot of a Man going on. <laughs> um, and finally, I want to go to Steve. Steve came in. What was it, Steve? Three, four months ago, about September time, I should think, and you came came in to run our social media, uh thing that we were quite scatty with, uh, quite slap slap dash with, and you come in and you've can you tell us what you've implemented and how social media impacts on the rest of our, our show?
3: Yeah, sure. Well I don't, it's actually been an absolute blast I picked it up in August I think uh, if you look at Instagram as a kind of standing point there were about two hundred uh, 750 followers on there Um there were about 250 posts been made in across all the shows but uh, I quickly got to work set up a system of like recording and listening to everything that, that you guys were recording and making notes as it was being recorded so that there, there are now daily posts that go out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and that post quantity has gone up by a hundred since August, so we're at 350 posts, round round numbers, and our followers have jumped up to over a thousand, which is something you know I'm quite quite proud of. You know, we've 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 really grown that following, so that seems to be working. I think uh, there's a little artistic license sometimes where we may be talking about something on the show, and I've I've not had the imagery from the actual contributor, so I've had to kind of raid my collection and take some photographs, or or even got to the point when you guys were designing your own sigma um toy or play set and started like sketching in a sketchbook what the artist impression may have been of uh, what you guys were imagining and I hope I did some justice there but they made a made quite a fun way to to add something to social media but I think it's important because it's such a buzz in the community itself there's this huge volume of fans that in their own in their own world are probably moving away from Facebook slightly and moving on to things like Instagram or some of the more obscure platforms like Vero. But as far as actually collecting is going and buying and selling, Facebook's massively important. Instagram's growing slightly. So we, we absolutely, as a podcast... Um, have to be part of that and actually being being the conduit myself that is helping you guys get that message out and get all of the information about who's being interviewed and showing some image, imagery that goes along with those interviews i think all of that you know it's a really exciting project to be on personally despite being the kind of social media person i still advocate joining uh star wars forum i, I think forums have a have a massive amount to offer with traceability um, and data management. Uh, but having said that, Facebook does seem to still be king um, and we will still support Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going well.
0: I speak for everybody when we, we when I say we really do appreciate what you've done and what you're doing because it, it is it is a headache taken from us. The podcast takes so much effort to put together. So having someone do that side of it and take that complication away has made a massive difference. I think um, we really do appreciate it your work you know every morning i wake up and the, the, it's, it's out at like half past four i don't know what you do or when you sleep but those, those posts are out first thing in the morning
3: yeah yeah i did well i've done done quite a lot of analysis of, of all the trends and when we get the most hits and the most um the most engagement with people and it is usually about 5 30 45 in the morning because there's that there's that kind of overlap between ourselves and other parts of the world, when most people are online browsing, so it seems it seems to make a lot of sense to uh, to get involved nice and early in the morning.
0: You just mentioned Facebook and the forums. Now, uh, Facebook obviously has become very very centralised in Star Wars collecting, but but we came out of Star Wars Forum UK, and as always, we try to participate as much as we can on the forum. So I, I caught up with Ed Grant to have a reflection on the forum and how the last twelve months has been. So uh, let's listen to what Ed has to say about 2018. Welcome back, Ed Grant, to the podcast. Evening, Ed. Hey, Stu. How you doing? Not bad, mate. Now, I've got you on not so much for a catch-up interview because I did that three, four months back on the actual main show. Have you had anything particular of interest since then? Collecting? Yes, yeah,
11: that's a good question. Yeah, so I, I was on a few months ago. Uh, still collecting my uh, Palatoy Return of the Jedi cards. So that's going pretty well. Um, got a couple of nice additions for that recently, but it's uh, it's a bit of a slow burner, so that's keeping me going. I think that's been a bit quiet, to be honest. I've been buying more games recently than than um, uh, figures.
0: I noticed your photo of your son, who's worked out how to get in the
11: drawer with your games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so up until, uh, up until recently, there's been so many in there, it's been too heavy for them to open. So yeah, as, as I'm sure everyone's experienced, I walked in the room one day and he started pulling them all out and I kind of, uh, you know, almost fainted. So yeah, I'm going to have to come up with a better better storage solution. Is those when he starts opening the ones up
0: in shrink wrap and stuff, you like,
11: It's always going to be the most expensive one to pick up <laughs> first, isn't it?
0: Obviously. Uh, Ed, I've got you back on for uh, to talk about the forum. Sure. As far as our podcast goes, Star Wars Forum UK is our main base you know is where oh, we'll Remember, we, we all check first and we will love it there as always now how is the forum performing compared to 2017 is is it still quite a still a lot of traffic going through the through the site
11: yeah so i i, I you mentioned you were going to about that so i had a quick look before the call and um yeah i've just looked at the stats and it's still going pretty well uh, averaging about 300 views a day at the moment which is uh just slightly lower than it was last year but it is um it's higher than it was when i first started uh, tracking the site back in 2013 so although it's um as i'm sure every platform has experienced there was a massive surge of star wars when force awakens came out and it's starting to die off a bit now now that there's uh, no new films coming but uh yeah it's still 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 getting a lot of hits and yeah as i said busier than it was five years ago so that's good i think you're right
0: i think I think that especially the second half of this year, I think the hobby has appeared to slow down a little bit and not so many, many people involved as what there was 12 months ago.
11: Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely noticed it on Facebook as as I've actually uh, unsubscribed from a lot of the groups just because it was taking over my entire entire life. But um, whenever (laughs) I do pop in, it seems to be a bit quieter than it was.
0: What about new membership? Is that still still quite uh, progressing quite at the same sort of
11: rate? Yeah, still um Yes, yeah. So um, st- yes, yeah, still a lot of people joining on a daily basis. Still getting the same newbie questions as before. Still, um, yeah, no change there really. Still, um, it's, it's still the odd interesting uh, new person joins with a load of stuff they've found in their loft or something they think's worth a fortune, and usually it's not. But yeah, it's always interesting to see, <laughs> isn't it? Because occasionally uh, the odd diamond does show up. So yeah, it's still there. Uh, there's still new people coming in and occasionally they uh, turn up the goods one thing
0: that's Wars uh, forums had over the last five six years is the breaking of probably the two biggest with where in regards to the uk anyway the biggest um scandals obviously first of all toy tony yeah and then obviously baggy gate which i believe is probably probably over 12 months ago now I th- uh, yeah oh.
11: almost two years ago now i think is it that's really dragging
0: on yeah flies isn't it yeah um, and obviously traffic picks up massively in those. People come to check out what's going on, and yep. um, obviously good for the site generally because you get new members. You had quite an interesting, quite an interesting debate. It Baggygate had some opposition, so we say. Shall we say about, That's right, yeah. about maybe the way it was leaked? I think nearly everybody who's uh, being honest can say that there's clearly, clearly an issue there. It's coming from one source, whether it's making them or not making them. He he, he knew he was selling. Okay, I think most people with a bit of common sense will say yes. Okay, they will agree with that.
11: The, the, yeah, there's, there's there's an element of dishonesty there. Whether, uh, as you say, what, exactly how big we don't know, but some yeah something's fishy going on for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, um, there's quite there was quite a debate on the forum this year about whether the likes of Jeff should be allowed to sell at at places like Farvis From where we should be accepted to do that. And you're quite an advocate for banning, yeah?
11: Oh, you put me on the spot here, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, um, it's it's a tough one. I, uh, I, 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 I did originally actually kind of agree with Dave's stance that it it was early on, there was still a lot of questions up in the air, it was a good opportunity for people to speak to Jeff and maybe get some refunds or take things back that they'd bought from him to take a look at and uh, yeah, to start with uh, a couple of years ago, I think that was all fine but over the last two years, as more evidence has come out and it's started to get harder and harder to explain how this could all be an accident Um, Yeah, I I think there comes a point where having having somebody with so much, uh, what's the word, uh, drama around them uh s- selling it a show um it looks bad on the show to be honest in my opinion I- I- i'm a big fan of the event i'm a big fan of dave i've 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 tried to go to as many father's from as i can but um yeah i mean as uh, the comparison a lot of people use is toy tony would-, would you want to go to an event where toy tony's got a stall and i'd imagine the answer for most people would be no and uh that's that's pretty much my my my, my opinion on jeff i'm afraid uh if, uh, as, as I said to Jeff, um, it, it, to, to his face when, when I first talked to him about the baggies um, a, a year or so ago, I said, you know, if, if this all blows over and it turns, it turns out you've done nothing wrong, great, let's, uh, let, let's shake hands and I'll continue to see you here. But um, I think most people would agree that hasn't happened, that, 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 that clearing evidence has never, never materialised. So from a Toy tony point of view then,
0: would you not have thought that it would have been good that Tony was coming out into a location where people could go and talk to him and could tackle him rather than yeah, just so Tony d-
11: Tony's yeah. completely underground, isn't he? No a- exactly, one's... yeah. So I, def- so I definitely agree that's a positive for, 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 for the baggy uh, thing. I, I think it's good that Jeff has given some refunds, no arguments there. I think it's good that people can still approach him and speak to him. It's more around the credibility of the event, to be honest. I think it's uh, it's... As you know, Star Wars, what, what really confuses me is if someone posts a fake weapon on Facebook, people go crazy about it. And, you, you know, you get your people ask them to be banned and that. And, uh, you know, that's over a five quid weapon. Whereas someone who sold potentially tens of thousands of pounds of fake baggies is still welcome to sell at an event. That j- just, just seems a bit strange to me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can see your point on that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, it is a bit odd in there and I'm sure reproductions aren't allowed. At most of these events to be sold either. So.
11: Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, as uh, as you probably remember, at the last Father's From there was the uh, Jabbers Court guys there doing testing weapons for people, yeah, which I right. think was a, was a great thing to do. Um, it'd be nice maybe if one day Franks there to test uh, to have a look at baggies for people. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think we all agree that people want to be buying uh, the real deal. No, people don't want fakes generally
0: that's right now something that this leads on to then so you had um some people haven't really responded to not so much buried their head i must admit i haven't got myself involved in gate as a topic i don't collect baggage i have no knowledge of baggies so when it comes to discussing the baggies i don't think it's right i can't add anything to that conversation so to come on there and take a side is very um you know i i can't offer an honest opinion where obviously people like frank and uh, yourself and people who have been looking into it obviously obviously can you've got that little bit more knowledge you've done all the research but there has been people who have kind of kind of said well um let's just hope it goes away let's just ignore it now you put up a uh, poll on on Star Wars forum, solving problems in the hobby. Yeah, what that's what You right, called it, and you did a poll, and basically you were asking, "What should we do? You know, with regards to these people, should we just bury our head, do nothing, hope it goes away, or oh, I think your other option was stand up for something you think is wrong, and it may disadvantage you." What kind of response did that poll get?
11: Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, see, I seem to remember there was there was definitely a bit of a split. Um, uh, I was I was a bit annoyed at the time with collecting in general, and that's why I started the poll because I'd heard lots of people as there was always a lot of support around um you know the this research people had done but there were also a few people that i i saw comment with things like oh i wish this would all just go away or um you know let's ignore it and focus on the positives and uh unfortunately life just doesn't really work like that in my opinion if you if you let people get away with things they keep doing it so i think that, that that's basically my my view on it if we just if everyone turns a blind eye these things will continue to be sold so uh, that that's uh, I'm I'm not a big baggy expert. I've I've, I've got a few, but I, I, I certainly don't uh, nowhere near as knowledgeable as someone like Frank or Lawrence. Um, I really got dragged into it because it was posted on the forum. Um, but yeah, the re- the reason I perhaps stuck my neck out and wanted to get involved in um, get, keeping the dialogue going is just because you know I've 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 been involved in this hobby for 25 years. I care about it, so I don't I don't I I understand people might think it takes the fun out of a bit out of out of the whole thing I, I completely agree trust me I don't enjoy getting in these arguments or uh, you know suggesting people get out of the hobby or whatever but um uh, I think uh, to to look at the positives in a, in a hobby you need to address the negatives as well
0: do you think uh, maybe not everyone involved themselves because we see Especially since Facebook took off, we seem to see a lot more scammers, a lot more scandals come into light, uh, a lot more unscrupulous people. You know, there's people coming into the hobby on Facebook that you never heard about. Three weeks later, they're being called out for something. Do you think it's just, do you think Baggy Gate wasn't treated as you would expect it to be treated on such a big scale because of there's so much of this now? and people maybe do grow tired, and I know it's not the right thing, but people are a bit like, oh, here's another one.
11: That, that's definitely a part of it, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you remember when Toy Tony broke five years or so ago, and that was big news for quite a while. Um, you're right, the, 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 the baggy thing hasn't been as, as widely talked about, I guess partly because baggies aren't as popular as carded figures were, and also, yeah, what you say is probably true, there has been a lot more of these kind of things happening recently. So, yeah, maybe people just... Uh, are a bit desensitized to it now you're probably um, right
0: actually because tony was probably probably affected more collectors than a fake baggie uh-huh. yeah
11: and honestly that, that that's what really surprised me about the whole baggie thing uh, yes everybody agrees that it could have been handled better but the facts were still valid at the end of the day and um the, the, there was uproar around these toy tony fakes so i didn't un- understand why there wasn't the same uproar around these fake baggies
0: do you think sometimes people like um, maybe some of the, the bigger long-termer collectors who don't tend to involve themselves in these and maybe even the grading companies coming out and saying something because all right we know that the grading companies have said well, I don't want to touch these or they're fake or whatnot yeah but no one ever they never come out and say give their real honest opinion would be they quite
11: don't know absolutely yeah I think I think I actually think it's pretty bad for grading companies to never face up to these things I understand why they don't because it will hurt their reputation but if, if they've, um, especially relevant to the Toy Tony card figures, if they've graded thousands of these things and they're out there, it's, it's their duty in my rows and um, admit to their mistake because, uh, yeah, how, how can anyone take them seriously if they've graded all these things that turn out to be fake and then they, they just, ter- they stop grading them, which kind of confirms they've acknowledged it. But there's, there's no, uh, no no um, public uh, admission of mis- uh, of making a mistake or um, offering to re. Case them or refund people or whatever. Yeah, I, I just think it was pretty poor form to be honest, and that, that's not that's not aimed at any one particular grading company. I think they all did it.
0: Moving on a little bit to other to other things, I think I think sure. Lawrence's um, 99p research for the Woolworths baggers was an exceptional uh, an exceptional thread. So fantastic research, beautifully laid out. Um, I think that was that was a greater uh, a great post. What what areas of the forum have been have been the busiest this year? Have we seen? I know the acquisitions thread is always uh, is always daily updated it's amazing how, how well yeah, that thread yeah. goes. It's
11: great. Yeah, it's great that people are always adding that to uh, new things to the to the uh, new acquisitions thread every day. Um, yeah, it's good that it's not all negative stuff. Yes, there's the odd uh, scandal talked about on there, but there is a lot of positive stuff, such as the, uh, yeah, the, the, the new acquisitions and the uh, – I, I find the valuation and um, – uh, kind of research forum, one of the most interesting things personally, because as I said, one day you 'll get somebody post up some something they 've found in their cupboard that they think might be rare, and nine times out of ten is not, but just that one time that it is something special it's uh, yeah it 's really interesting to see yeah definitely and, um, and in ter- in terms of traffic to be honest, I think the off topic section's probably the busiest uh me me Weasel and everyone else talking about the football, so that kind of keeps it going. <laughs> and um star wars fan with his boot fair
0: finds he, that's he, right
12: yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs> he, he loves to hunt doesn't he um yeah and what about 2019 is there any any plans for any changes or is it as it is or jogging am gonna nicely? Have
11: to, yeah i'm gonna have to do a software update at some point so as, as you probably remember i did one three years ago that was very unpopular uh, <laughs> well, was that when are. everything changed around Exactly, yeah. They, they always are unpopular because it means things change. But um,
1: I bet you, security... I bet you no
11: one can remember what it was like beforehand. Yeah, no. myself included, actually. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. so, you get used to it so quickly. So, yeah, I'm probably going to have to do that again next year because there's a new version out. And to keep it secure, you need to keep up to date. So, yeah, that will probably be coming in 2019 at some point. And...
0: Talking of the baggies, it's great to see Frank is going to return to the baggy guard, obviously. All his work was kind of destroyed when um, Photo Bucket kind of <laughs> removed the photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great to see that he's advertising across all Facebook groups and on the forum to look for certain baggies to restart that baggy guide. And I know for a fact that the Star Wars forum will be the base for that
11: guide. So that's that's great news. Yes, it's nice of Frank to choose the forum. I mean, I, th- I think a guide like that has to be on a forum or a website. It, w- it wouldn't just wouldn't work on Facebook. It's as simple as that. So it's uh, yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm pleased he's chosen the forum for it. So hopefully that'll um, help keep some uh, uh, traffic coming in as well. Do you think the um, Facebook groups are, are going to implode anytime soon? Is it all going to come back to the forums? No, I don't think so. I've, 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 I've noticed on the forum the uh, discussions changed a lot. Um, you, you, you probably remember in the early days you'd get a lot of one-post wonders on the forum and the, uh, quite a lot of threads that were one or two posts. But now, because because Facebook's there for the throwaway chat side of things. Uh, the forum tends to be the more kind of longer, deeper discussions, and I, th- I think that's a positive thing. So yeah. yeah, I think I think people will stick to the forum. Uh, sorry, stick to Facebook for their sales and their chat, and uh, yeah, use use the forum for the slightly deeper conversations.
0: Yeah, I think they've kind of leveled out and found what their use is going to be alongside each other.
11: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as, as 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 I mentioned earlier, I've got five years worth of data now on how many people are visiting the site, and it's uh, it's it's not dying off at any particularly high rate. So yeah, it's uh, looking, no even
0: uh, even good. since I joined. I think I joined in 2013 the there's, there's some very different faces to when I were first started but it's um it's still very active and has that nucleus uh constantly posting and everyone chipping in it's it is a, it is still the, still the best still the best place around me oh thanks I Without appreciate it cheers <laughs> Ed, thank you so much for giving me a, a bit of your time. I know you're at work, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not not it the easiest time, yeah. But yeah, no um, brilliant to, to catch up with you, and um, fantastic work on the site, mate. And hopefully the next big uh, big scandal will come out on on your Star Wars forum to get your traffic up again. <laughs> uh,
11: to be honest, I'd be quite happy if it didn't next time, just to save me the headache. But uh, yeah, rebel scum can have it next time.
1: It's always <laughs> good,
0: always good.
11: Uh, Ed, thank you so much, and I'll see you at the weekend. Yeah, cheers. Do you see you at Father's from.
0: Came together. We're all friends because of of one thing in our life. Do we have other other hobbies which overlap? Possibly. But um you put me and Jez in a room. Jez doesn't like football. I'm a massive football fan. He likes to run around in circles. Can't see the appeal myself. So <laughs> Two day different people, but I go on with him, and it Star Wars has brought us together, and I could go around all of us and have the same kind of kind of chat right so lads, what I wanted to say is we 're all really deep into this hobby, we all love Star Wars, we love the movies, we love the toys, so I want to each of you just to explain to me why Star Wars is so ingrained into your life and how it 's impacted your your personality and your outlook on life and your morals you carry with you, so kind of how it has made you be the person you are today so Let's start with Pete.
5: I think it uh, it helped form my imagination because I like doing. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I would spend all my hours before computers came along playing with my Star Wars toys and a few others. You know, there were a few other things in there: a few Cylons, a few black hole figures, but most of all Star Wars figures. And uh, I, I still love today to create stupid stories. We do stuff in a fanzine. I've been doing fanzines for years and years and years and um it, it just how i mean all my creative influences came from those days of making up stupid storylines mostly involving the Cloud car pilot and black Best guard but uh, as my heroes but yeah it, it it just has always been something that that i go back to i think it was probably because the the films had that used universal look and was in reality, whereas a lot of the things were shiny and uh, didn't really appeal, but because it felt real. And that has influenced all of my, you know, movie watching. I love things like the Python stuff because Terry Gilliam used to do this a similar sort of thing where where everything looked like a lived-in universe, and, and that has always appealed to me. So um, it was kind of like, became part of reality. And uh, I think I said once in a in a Star Wars Forum UK post, even even life was Star Wars, so we had big old Granada. And that was my Falcon, you know. Dad was Han Solo. Mom was probably Chewbacca. Me and my brother were probably, you know, I don't know, maybe Luke and someone else in the back, maybe Luke with 3PO in the back. Um, and, it, and that was just how the way it was, because bits kept falling off that car, but it kept going, and it kept going, and... Uh, you know, all my all people, my family became Star Wars characters, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just always been there. I mean, it was the first film I probably ever saw, and uh, it' probably the last film I ever saw to see as well. I'll probably die after Star Wars Episode sixty five.
0: Yeah, you're quite old. I don't think you'll make it that far.
5: No, maybe uh, maybe you know fourteen, fifteen. I don't know. Maybe just a suggestion: wax strips for your mum for Christmas. She's a true It's more the uh, it's, it's more the noise she makes. She just goes all the time. So.
2: <laughs> Jez? It's always been there, it, you know. It's a it's a childhood thing, going back to simpler times and this and the other, and just everything the the visuals, the music, the the toys, and now in in the world which is just full of just uh, not just danger and uncertainty, and people just generally a little bit stressed out for so many of us. This is a nice way of just um, thinking about happier, happier times or just taking enjoyment from collecting something which reminds them of their childhood. For me, that's it. It's I I see Star Wars in so many different things in in, uh, which, yeah, we don't have that long. It's going to be Easter by the time I'm finished. So I'll just say it's fully in me, Star Wars.
7: A rich Ever since a very, very young, early age, I've been an avid reader of fantasy novels, Tolkien, um, Narnia, various other things. This, this is like before the age of 10. I've always been somebody who's just been surrounded by books. So Star Wars as a kid was just another outlet, you know, just another thing for us to focus on. I would watch the movies. I wouldn't read many Star Wars books as a kid at all. I was I was much more interested in other fantasy works than I was um, Star Wars. Um, Although obviously I had toys and then He-Man come along, various sort of things. As I grew up and got older and joined, I think I joined the fantasy and sci-fi book club like a thousand years ago, you you know they did all those 50 books for a penny or whatever it was. So that's when I got the um, Timothy Zahn novels and obviously I just read them and I thought you know what I want more stories, but it wasn't just Star Wars, it was other things as well. Um, So as to if I live my life with any kind of Star Wars models, absolutely not at all. I'm not one of those kind of people who's going to stop and go, I wonder what Luke Skywalker we do in that situation. That's just not me. It's probably more true the the way around, actually. I wonder if Luke goes... I wonder what Richard is in that situation. But for me, it's just another outlet. It's just another story, and it's not something that impacts too heavily on my life in that kind of way. Fair enough, mate. Steve.
3: I don't know. I think I think how I appreciate Star Wars has changed a lot over over the years. I used to watch the films an awful lot. I then I think with a lot of other people, I, there were a couple of films that came out that weren't overly my favourite thing, and I didn't really enjoy them. But now I'm I'm so like heavily back into it again even this new resistance cartoon that seems at six-year-olds it's a weekly must-watch for me but i think the main driver through all of this has been the artwork the art of star wars the designs of the aliens the designs of the planets the creatures the starships all the vehicles all the costumes the attention to detail um, and all the subsequent leaps in filmmaking they've all really kind of inspired me and i think the community side of things has changed me as well. I've said it before, I'm not, I'm not naturally a very social or gregarious person. In fact, I'm, I'm quite openly aware that I'm quite antisocial. I'll be the person that sits in the corner at the pub when everybody's meeting and I probably won't talk to very many people. Kind of ironic given the social media role. But um, it, yeah, it's, that's, that has changed me as a person in that it's forced me to get out of myself a bit and meet more people which actually subsequently has meant a lot to me because i've made some really good friends and that's that's meant a lot to me i think that um it's also released some of my ocd as well the collecting side of things compiling lists and displaying things and being quite meticulous in in a strange way it's actually quite freeing but um it's yeah I, I i think it's had a massive effect on my life and and my personality
0: christ i hadn't met you before you were into star wars <laughs> very interesting so we're gonna go back to the quiz one brain through each parts three and four of the quiz now coming up and um, can our boys do slightly better i think so i think these boys have got it nailed let's go over to TVR does it it's back to tvr does eggheads we're going into round three now the challengers still have uh, jason scott and rob andy has made the final but mark sadly got eliminated boys the next category is food packaging and premiums are the three of you who would like to take it uh
9: jason more your thing maybe sure i'll take that food processing that's fantastic
0: Well well, well done, Jay, or Chris. Jace, a couple of Palatoid discoveries in 2018. Good year?
9: Yes, yes, it has been uh, a good year. There was uh, the discovery of the Palatoid 12C card earlier in the year, which put another six new card back variations on the guide. Now seven, I found another one. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been an awesome year for Palatoid, I think.
0: And what are you looking to pick up in 2019?
9: Oh, I'm just looking to kind of try and finish off uh, some of my runs. So I need uh, a couple of pencil cases to finish off my Helix range. So it'd uh, be really good if I could pick those up. I haven't picked anything up from 21B Focus recently. And again, I'm looking for all these Palatoid 12C cards and I'm also looking to do a complete run of card back 70Cs after seeing uh, Ed and his uh, run of mint on cards on those. I thought if he can do a run of mint on cards, uh, surely I could do a run of card back.
0: Definitely. Now, Jace, food packaging and premiums. So you've got three choices left. You've got Rich, Steve or Simon. Who do you reckon going to have the least knowledge on the food Oh, I'm going to go with Steve there. Oh, Steve, you've been a, The gauntlet's been thrown down to you, my, my sweetheart.
3: I think he might have chosen the right person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Richard only eats peas, so he probably would have known. Not known a lot. That's why he looks like he does. Jace, do you want to go first or second?
9: Oh, I'll go first,
0: please. Oh, they all like this firstness. Okay, Jace, here comes your first question. ESB jelly candies and ESB suckers were available in Australia from which food brand? Are they A, Hershey products, B, red tulip chocolates, or C, Nestle? Nice easy one to start.
9: Easy? (laughs) I'm going to go, I I don't know, I'm going to go with um, C, Nestle. C, Nestle, that's incorrect. It's red tulip chocolates,
0: funny enough. Never heard of it. So, So, Steve, to take an early lead. On boxes of Kellogg's C-3PO's, which of these characters could you get a cut-out mask of? A, Luke Skywalker, B, Han Solo, or C, Jower?
1: I'm
3: going to go with Luke Skywalker.
0: It is correct, Steve. Well done. High five yourself there, sweetheart. Jace, <laughs> you know this one because I know what you're like. In England, which cereal had set packed in as an offer? Is it A, Cheerios, B, Shreddies, or C, Rice Krispies? Uh, I
9: think that was B, Shreddies, wasn't it?
0: It is, Jace back in the game. Under Ooh. there, mate, well done. You kind of sat on Steve and, and made him suffer. Steve, we're coming over to you again now to keep in the lead. UP snack food premiums were available in which country? Was it A, Brazil, B, Japan, or C, Colombia?
3: Uh, Japan.
0: That is incorrect. They were from Colombia. You clearly never listened to the podcast. I think you find we had Yehuda on to cover that. Jason, then, back in it. You need this one. What was the name of the mustard released in France that the jar doubled up as a Star Wars drinking glass? Was it Hengstenberg, B. Amora, or C. Panrico?
9: Okay, I've got no idea, so I'm just going to go with A.
0: A. Hengstenberg hengstenberg i'm afraid that's incorrect jace that is the german mustard drinking glasses it is a amora now beautiful so steve for the win and uh probably the best question out of them all easiest so yeah <laughs> <No> <laughs> which character was used on the front of harper's dog chow in australia to advertise the impact sticker offer was it a dar Vader, b jabba the hut or c luke jedi
3: vader no idea vader
0: that is correct, Steve. You get your place in the final. Jace, good effort, mate. No one else was uh, stepping up there, so you smashed that. And uh, well done. So, Eggheads, you have three in the final. To the challengers, two. So the challengers, they need this last, this last one. Steve, Richard's just got back to me. Episode thirty-one, mate. If you want to go listen to UP, you can go and do that before the final.
3: Okay, I'll get on it.
0: <laughs> right, Scott. And Rob, the final category, you've used someone on your team that would have been all over this. The the final category is die cast. Who's taking it?
1: Mm. Hmm.
3: Rob, do you want to do it? Should I do it? It's up to you. Yeah, you do
0: it. I'll be in the
12: final.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Scott, it looks like it's you. So Rob is guaranteed the place in the final. He joins his teammate Andy. Scott, uh you've been to a few events in twenty eighteen. I've seen you. Any any standout event this year you've attended? Yeah,
3: Echo was great. I really enjoyed Echo. Uh got I've been trying I haven't bought much this year. I keep getting outbid on eBay and missing out on deals and stuff. But yeah, Echo, I really enjoyed Echo.
0: Do you know what, Steve? Um Steve gave me the interviews that he recorded there for me to put together. And I, I was listening to them through and you really made me chuckle. You, were, you sounded so depressed. He was like, "Bobby you picked up and you're like, well, I saw this, this and this. And then went back, everything was sold. <laughs> it was just it really made me chuckle. Um, if you go to um, Echo, don't buy an early bird ticket. If you're just going to get in there and talk to people and forget to, to buy stuff because you'll go around again and it'll all gone. <laughs> well, you, you did get a non-nose rub imperial dignitary.
1: I did, yes,
0: it was good. Which is lovely, and those bits obviously weren't to be. What What's your main thing you're after in 2019?
1: Um, I want to get a, a
0: Luke Jedi and a Leia Bush mock, I think, of each. Nice, nice. Right, so you've got the choice of two here. You've got Rich, who is rich, or you've got Sai, who obviously is extremely good at quizzes. <laughs> so uh, which one would you want like to take on?
3: From boy. past quizzes, I, I think I'd go Simon, actually. <laughs> Me too.
1: Oh! <laughs> Oh, so rages. Good. good choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Sy, si, right? You're for it. Cy, si, how's your knowledge on diecast, mate? It is about as good as my knowledge on everything else. Uh, Star Wars.
1: Yeah,
5: brilliant.
0: So, Scott, so far your team has played first three times. You've lost two of them. The other one scraped through somehow. Which one are you wanting to go for?
6: Got to be first,
0: I think. You're going first as well. You want to buck yeah. the trend here and break that cycle? Okay. Scott, on the die-cast falcon, under where it says Millennium Falcon on the box, does it read authentic replica of Han Solo's A. Starship, B. Spacecraft, or C. Space Cruiser? C. It is correct. Oh, he knows it's die-cast. He's he's come to destroy you, Uh. (laughs) Cy. You're already free, Scott. (laughs) Si won't get anything right here, even with multiple choice. (laughs) Right. Okay. Cy. in Japan, there yes. were carded metal items by Space Alloy Toys, the ones with Zetka written across the card. They produced an mm-hmm. X-Wing, a TIE Fighter, and Land Landspeeder. And which two characters were they? A. Darth Vader and Stormtrooper. B. C-3PO and R2-D2. Or C. Han Solo and Chewbacca. It was B. C-3PO and R2-D2. He's hedged his bets, and he's guessed correctly. It's one all. Well done, Simon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scott. Which of the four Hoth micro-collection sets wasn't part of the three sets that made up the micro-collection Hoth world? Is it A, Hoth Womper Cave, B, the Hoth Turret Defense, or C, the Hoth Generator Attack?
10: Uh, A, I think.
0: A, the Hoth Womper Cave. I'm afraid that's incorrect. The Hoth Womper Cave was part of that set. It was the Hoth Turret Defense. And I would hazard a bet at the moment that uh, Spoons is sitting there and it would have got all three correct. Sorry, si, you could actually take the lead if you can guess correctly again. Don't so surprised. Simon, on a Harbour card, what is the diecast land speeder named? Is it A, hovercraft scooter? Is it B, cacacia speeder? Or is it C, hover speeder? Is it hovercraft scooter, cacacia speeder? Or Hover Speeder? I've no idea what you said for B, so I'm going with that one. You're going with Cacacia Speeder. That is incorrect. The Cacacia word comes Ooh. up on the TIE Fighter. It is, in fact, Hovercraft Scooter. So it stays 1-1, one, one, well, Scott. Of course. I, to- I told you there's mm. no way it's going to get 2 in the right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, mm-hmm. uh, this is to take the lead and at least guarantee you a tie break. Which of the following was included with a Takara diecast Darth Vader? Is it A, a blaster pistol? B an interrogation droid or c a crossbow Ooh. see see the crossbow that is correct yeah. scott well done oh. well done very random thing to add with dark oh, so si oh. this is to yeah. take it to a tie break or have that humiliation of being eliminated yet again
1: from a yet another <laughs> quiz simon yeah.
0: i know for a fact you know this the unproduced mm. micro collection, Best Bin Torture Chamber, wasn't planned to have which feature? A. Blow away walls. C. An interrogation room. Or C. A hand in carbonite block.
5: Oh my god, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with C. Hand carbonite block because that's the most obvious one it should have.
0: That is correct. That wasn't planned. The blow walls in the interrogation room were. <laughs> so, we're going to a playoff. Scott, your team needs you to do this, otherwise it's 4v2 in the final. Okay? Mm-hmm. You get to answer first. So, whoever's the closest takes it. How many, according to Star Wars Tracker, die-cast tie bombers were sold during the month of October? How many die-cast tie bombers do you think were recorded during the month of October. Two. You've gone with two. Simon, how many would you like to guess? Well, I was tempted to go zero, but I'm gonna hedge me bets and go one. You've gone one. Oh he's gone and fluked it. Saw you in the final. One was exactly uh. right. Um Challengers, <laughs> you've you've lost two two tiebreakers there. Um sorry guys. It's ri re- Well it's, that's the luck of the draw, mate. Well played, Scott. Uh, what I Thank will you. say is, Scott, is you stood up while Rob went, Oh, you do it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Oh,
3: you a pipe mate?
0: So, so uh, come back later in the podcast, boys. We will find out who's going to take it. Will the eggheads with four brains beat the challengers too? Let's go on to events. Okay, so it's been a big year for events, but next year even bigger. So let's do it in two parts. Let's have a let's have a little reflection of events from this year. Uh, so first of all, Rich, you had I think it was February time, but and we covered it in quite a bit of depth. So, but perhaps you could just revisit your fincer uh, experience because a lot of people love going to film sets and seeing where the movies are made. We've had, in fact, we've had guests on only this year. We we spoke to Chris G about Death Valley. We spoke to Randy Golden. It'd been somewhere. I can't remember where. Jason Langendorfer had been to the Redwoods so uh, these, these places have been really well covered this year but you had a Fincer with Tracks. can you uh, revisit it for us?
7: Uh, yeah so Brian Cameron Matt Booker Mark Newbold also Fanfa Tracks, had uh, basically we were discussing a trip to Fincer as part of a, an organised event called Visit Hoth and I said oh yeah sure guys I, I'd love to be involved in that um, usually with those kind of events I can't do them because they're nearly always time when I'm in school but because it was the February half term the, the timing just worked out absolutely perfectly Obviously, most people know that Finca is where they shot the hot scenes for *The Empire Strikes Back*, and the hotel where the cast and crew stayed at was the same hotel that we were based at. And it's it's pretty much on the train station. There's a hotel there, so it's it's a five-second walk from the train to the hotel. It's that close, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was completely themed out for Star Wars with photographs. Um, Martin Dahl who listens to the podcast, he put a lot into it. Um. Andreas Flourish was the guy who was running the event over the weekend. Uh, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And I met Gonzalo Diaz, who is, um, Spanish Star Wars collector. He's, um, on the forums, been a long time, um, collector. And James Floyd from San Diego was there. So that was really great. Um, what I particularly enjoyed about that was apart from all these little talks that, you know, Morton would put on with, um, Greg Dupree and Christian Berham, who were Two of the crew from, um, Empire Strikes Back. Um, we had so much time to actually go out and visit our own little areas. Um, so obviously going to Han Solo Rock. Um, I wouldn't probably do the Husky ride again because Huskies are absolutely bone idle. Um, and you had to keep getting off and pushing it even if there was like a 0.5 degree incline. Um, but you could easily walk out the Han Solo Rock, take your photographs on there. And then um, the rest of the Fanta guys didn't do it because, um, you know, they're not in the best condition. So James and I headed off to the very, very top gazier. And we bumped into a guy who had a map with 10 points written down on it. So we looked at the map and we thought, you know what, we'll probably do these seven points here for focused in this area. And we did all of that. We went up to where the hoff Trench battles were. Um, we just had to pair snowshoes on. We went and did all of that. We did the bit where the power, uh, not the power... Where the pro bot crashed, uh, we did the bit where the snow speed taken off, we did the bit where Luke's stumbling through the snow, um, we went round the back of the, of the hotel and we discussed where the womper scene was, Luke Skywalker's bedroom was pointed out, you know, the, the very fact that you had all that free time was absolutely amazing and, and really made it for me. It didn't matter what time of day, there was always something going on that you could do, and you could do as little as much as you wanted, and, um, and because it was a working place as well, there were still plenty of other people who were nothing to do, Star was not interested at all. Happy, you know, have a conversation and chat. Can't remember the name of the guy now who did the um the drawings of the snow speeders. Just want to see there if I've written down his name anyway. Um I believe it was called Alan, Alan Tompkins, that was a The Alan Tompkins interview was absolutely fascinating because he's worked on so many movies, you know, not just Empire James Bond, 2001, Lawrence of Arabia. And listening to him was absolutely brilliant, and I bought a signature back for Grant, um, for him as well, which Grant really appreciated. Um, but all in all, if anybody's got a chance to go and visit Finca, uh, you know, you've just got to do it. It, it literally is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Would I go again? I absolutely would go again, but not until I've done Tatooine, and I've done the Redwoods, and I've done Death Valley. You know, there's so many other places that I want to get to. But if somebody had said, you know, we're going off to, to Finca again in a year or two years' time, um, then I would definitely, definitely head off. I, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Is it expensive? A little bit it is, but it's certainly no expensive than going to have a pint in London or, you know, staying in a nice London place. Um, The flights were pricey, but the travel when you were actually in Finca was fine. The food wasn't too bad priced, and I've certainly paid a lot more in different parts of England, so I wouldn't let price put you off. Um, But yeah, it was great.
0: Good times. Yeah, it does sound like a brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant time you had out there, mate. And um, very envious. I'd love to do something like that. Just, just want to roll around in the snow, to be honest with you. And make snow angels right up my street. Yeah, and I love the fact that you were topless out there. There's no, no stopping you. Yeah. It wasn't cold. It
7: wasn't cold at all. I mean, I you know it was February, right? But it's because it's dry snow. It's not like the wet mush that we get over here. Um, so I, I probably could have walked around with a t-shirt on. Dry snow. That's a new one. Yeah, you know the stuff. It's obviously the yeah. wet snow, but it's it's
0: dry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that really dry. I just want to mention fathers from, you know, we all we all head down there. Since we started the podcast, uh, my first first one was that summer one when of the podcast, and I've been to everyone since. Love the event. Uh, it's evolved. There's a lot more stalls there. Um, I think Rich has already said it, or maybe he's going to say it in the future, that uh, I do miss the talks. I used to quite like the talks. Come the afternoon, most people have done their buy, and it's starting to settle down. It used to be quite nice when there was two, three, four talks on. I know he sometimes still has those on the Saturday evening, when he does a meal but i just think during the day sometimes it was quite nice to just potter around the room still and look at the stalls and be able to have those talks there as well so maybe something he could look at bring back i know it's probably a lot of that is to do with space and i tell you what it's, it's funny bringing father's rom up it's just reminded me of probably one of my best purchases of the year which i didn't mention earlier and that is gerald named by my son i bought a uh, a life-size ewok Back in the uh, the spring farthest from Pete me and you carried it leg and arms across the road into the <laughs> into the car park and he he would be in my top three purchases of the year. I love him. Whenever I open my office door, he's there, smiling at me. Um, my baby girl; she was scared of him to start with, but today she was in there shaking his hand and giving his belly a little rub, so she's started falling in love with him.
5: Stu, did she get confused about her about the about Gerald and you? Does she often yeah. go call it daddy?
0: Why's my daddy got a spear? <laughs>
5: yeah, and he's it, and slightly less hairy these days.
0: Oh, uh, do you know what? When I when I do finally get my garage converted, I'd like to add add to that range. Whether it's another rewalk, I'm not sure. Whether it's a different character, but um, there's something very special about him.
5: There must be a life-size Argonaut out there somewhere for you. Argonaut, that'd be amazing. But
0: that the Father's roms have been amazing. And I'm um, trying to think which which of you boys were there. But this summer, um, for me, was the Saturday night. We went to Ringwood. We met and had some beers. I know you were there, Pete, because you gave me a box of Corinthians, and we triple shared a room. Me, you, and Jez. We had three beds. All in a row, didn't we? Which was which was nice. Three bedroom. It was piping hot, I remember. And Jez, Jez had a funny, like, superhero mask. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? We had the air-con fan on, which you turned off in the middle of the night, and that was all sweat. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. There, there were certain
5: ambiances I needed to uh, experience.
0: Jez has one of, those, um, one of those eye things to make it feel dark, and he has his earplugs, and, and he has his little drawstring pyjamas. And his, his slippy cut. slippers. Yeah, he's certainly a special breed, isn't he? <laughs> but, um... And his hairnet
5: as well, remember? He's got his hairnet to keep his... Three hairs in.
0: That evening was incredible, though. Do you remember, Some half the group had gone off to another pub and we were out in the street and um, Jez just suddenly was standing at an alleyway going, I can hear music, and it was the Batman theme. Do you remember the old Batman theme? Being played by a band and we all, like, I think there was about three or four of us and we sauntered across this bar and we found like there was a live band outside playing some music, they're playing the Proclaimers and all that kind of stuff. And eventually we all congregated there, we were all celebrating Simon's life who was unable to be there with us. It was a great, great night. They're there, the kind of nights I want. And followed by a great vintage show on the Sunday morning. Brilliant. So, Father's From, if you haven't been, you really do need to get there. It's today. Come down. Tonight is Father's From night. Tomorrow is the event. Get there. It is amazing. Pete. Now, Hello there. we've gone to a couple of different different things this year. And I wanted you just to mention two of them. You went to the Palatine Talk at Colville just last month, which uh, obviously we heard the whole recording in the November podcast and you also went to another event which was arranged by craig spivey where you met mary franklin i did
5: and it was a bit of a a bit of a weird one craig and his um other half his better half they have a, i believe a license for the tedx talk so you've probably seen this on youtube where you will talk about something that's inspirational um maybe it's sort of part of your business maybe it's part of your hobby um but yeah it's something you can you can share a learning from you'll give a speech and talk about it and um, yeah, they, they put a show. We, we've got a beautiful place in Leamington in Royal Leamington Spa. Royal. Um, it's called the Assembly, and it was redesigned by a sort of famous TV personality when it was relaunched. It Used to be a bit old bingo hall, but now it's like an entertainment venue, and it's absolutely stunning inside. Just the, it's got the old kind of, uh, I don't know what, what era it is, but uh, it's just old, and uh, it just looks fantastic. It's next to next to the old cinema where I first saw Star Wars all those many years ago. So it has a lot of. Uh, you know, personal um, uh, reverence, I guess. But, um, yeah, on this talk, Mary Franklin, who was living in Leamington Spa while she's been working, uh, doing some of the UK events uh, with Reed Pop, Yeah, she spent about a year in Leamington, just down not not too far away from my, where I live. And she gave a talk, and now she followed... I'm not sure we can mention this, but she followed a talk from a very nice young lady about, uh, how do we say this without being offensive, Um, um, female um, enjoyment, shall we say. And uh, she came to stage, gave a talk about, uh, about 25 minute talk, all about Star Wars fan engagement. And then I caught up with her down in the the kind of dungeon part of this this, uh, wonderful venue and had a little interview with her. She, had her love of Bosque, loves a bit of Bosque, and just Star Wars in general. She just has a lot of time with fans, and she's a, such a nice person. And yeah, I had about a good 20 minutes with her, so it, it was good, but she's a, a brilliant person, and, uh, really does, um, set a good example what a Star Wars fan should be. Enjoy your evening. Thanks to Craig for setting it up. Now,
0: Steve, you've been to several other events. I thought you could just maybe just give us a, a general roundup. I know you covered Echo for us on a previous podcast, but I'm also aware you've been to a few Comic-Cons around the country as well. So what can you tell us about your year of events?
3: I can tell you it's been a fantastic year for events. Um, in fact, Wow. What a year it's been for events. Um, I think uh, there's, there were two amazing uh, Showmasters events, the events that Jason Joyner uh, is behind organising that went on in London that I managed to get to, the London Film and Comic-Con, both of which had huge Star Wars signing turnouts. I mean, literally 20-plus people that you could go and meet and chat and talk to and get your autograph, get your photograph with. That was... They, they were just... The lineups were fantastic. Um, they were surrounded or bookended with uh, Cardiff um, Film and Comic Con, Birmingham Film and Comic Con, Bournemouth Film and Comic Con, all Showmasters events, which were brilliant. Those ones were much smaller, but they still had that same kind of organisation, um, and they had good turnouts from the likes of the Fant Tracks guys as well. Dave Tree turned out at Bournemouth. That was interesting. Just to kind of wow, just turn a corner and there's Dave with a with a kind of all the cool stuff shop set up at the back of a back of a hall, which was uh, stra- strange and interesting in itself. Farthest from which you've touched on, I mean, with the Fanta Funday that's taken place throughout the year. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show that I took my first sales table. I'd recommend that to anybody that's got even an inkling and has got like eight things to sell. Get a table. They're they're an absolute bargain price, and it gives you a whole new perspective on shows and events. And I think it really gets you a, a, a completely different way of looking at those events. And you end up having completely different conversations than you'd normally have. So I'd recommend that as something to go and do. I attended both the Echo Live events this year. I thought they were both really good. I thought the autumn event was a a great improvement on the spring one that was for me personally i thought the the signings were were better i thought the um the layout was was better to make it feel more like a kind of all encompassing event whereas in in the spring it had been a little bit spread out that didn't fit so well with me but overall both days excellent and highly recommended for next year we already know that echo live is coming back in the spring on may the 4th so that's one to add into your diaries. I managed to get to a couple of MCM events, I so three MCM events this year. Actually, I got to London twice. They hold, they hold that one at XL, which is a little bit of a, a buggers muddle to get to. Um, but once you're there, it's massive and you feel very much involved in the event. There's a lot more showmanship there than maybe at the Showmasters events. They put a lot more money into the theatre and the set dressing and they get an awful lot more big brands and big brand booths there. But what they don't have is as much of a focus on Star Wars signings. So if you're into all, you know, a whole plethora and all manner of different um, people from sci-fi and uh, fantasy and comic books, um, that that may be, may be a slightly better one to go to, whereas the Showmasters ones have definitely got a real Star Wars bent to them. I actually came away from MCM Comic Con in London with a with a new Han Solo tattoo on my leg as well. So that, that goes down as a, as a memorable moment. I'd, I'd give a shout out um, to the Wantage Comic Con. It's just just over a year ago because it's in on it's on the first week of December, um, so that's just happening just around now um, as one to one to look out for and add your diary. And I think other little comic cons are worth going to as well. I, I headed down to Deal, I actually met up with you, Stu, um and. Uh, deal comic-con again six half a dozen star wars uh actors star wars cast members there in this very very small like village hall affair but it was brilliant brilliantly put together the guys were great they were really an- interactive um and i think those those small shows really need supporting the um the deal comic-con for next year has already signed up i i, I think they've got to have signed up at least six if not eight um cast members already for next year so Again, get that one in the diary. Have a have a have a dig in and find out about that one. There, I met some interesting people. I think Mads Mickelson, who played Galen Erso in Rogue One probably my favorite person that i met in I'm a, I'm a i'm a huge fan of the series hannibal that was on tv where he played hannibal lecter uh, and we spoke a lot of, at length about that he was really really engaging and he really made time for people which a lot of the a lot of these signing events you can be almost like on a on a on a treadmill just passing people constantly but um this guy kind of despite the stardom um he really put himself out there to talk to people. And then on a smaller scale, right at the other end of the spectrum, you've got a guy called Harley Durst. He played Mul- um, Moloch in Solo. Um, and he was brilliant. In fact, he's challenged myself and Jez to, uh, to a race um, when we go over to Celebration. Um, he wants to go and have a race around the convention center because he's really into his running. So that was quite interesting. But overall, I think it's been a brilliant year. I I think I've managed to accumulate somewhere in the region of about 60 autographs from all the different people. And all the bits of information that have kind of gone into my ears. Some of them I've been blessed that they've let me record and share on the podcast. Just just fleeting moments. And these, you know... some of these guys, they're not getting any younger. And I think getting out and actually making an effort to go and meet them is something that everybody should go and do. I think their knowledge and that, that they can pass that knowledge and that information onto you verbally and you can retain that and then share it with your friends. It's something that, that will disappear. And the, I can I, I go. I really urge every listener to get out and go and meet somebody that's cast and crew go and meet them and talk to them and find out what the experience was really like and get involved with that experience and record that in your own memory make notes make a make a recording on your phone however it may be but just preserve these things i think it's massively important that it's not an expensive thing to go out and do so
0: yeah brilliant yeah. Brilliant, mate. That's a great overview of everything. You do get yourself around a bit, don't you? I have noticed yeah, you're often out and about at cons and kind of like linking it up with running because you're an oddball. But um yeah...
5: It's true. It's true. <laughs> I've, I've got a question for you, Steve. Now, I I'm not a big person of meeting personalities because I'm really crap when it comes to like I just fall over. and like, go, Oh, you're so wonderful. Um, I don't want to say really because I you know I, I think of them as as the actor in the film and I'm more interested in the character rather than the actor. So what what do you say to them? How do you start it off?
3: I usually. Um... I usually ask some quite open questions about, you know, what kind of things did you really enjoy? Were there were there things that that you can tell me about what it was like to be inside the costume? You know, very kind of as Really show a pay attention and show an interest in what their their small part in many cases was in the film. Talk about how many days they worked on set. Who did they meet? Who did they talk to? And once you get them chatting, some of these guys will just flow on for ten or fifteen minutes. They don't care there's a queue of people behind you, and actually the organisers to a point will let that pass because they know that these guys are there. the the fan the fan interaction is a massive part of what will get them as a show really good feedback on the likes of social media and as as Stu said you know I get about it all every single one of these 60 people that I've seen has had photographs and uh, some commentary put on social media about them and I always tag in all the shows that I go to I think it's really important that these stories are shared and people should go out and fish for them
5: because I think the only time I've cause met Carrie Fisher, obviously, there was a massive lineage And I remember Stu making a, uh, an interesting comment. and Then we just kind of got shoveled along. Uh, but we we met at Watford Comic Con, one of the Imperial officers, and he was bonkers. He grabbed us almost and dragged us in to talk to him. Yeah. I, I don't want really to talk about Star Wars at all. We just talked about something completely different. He was totally,
0: totally he was nuts, awesome, but hilarious. He so was, I only, he found was, my, um, only found my... Photo, signed photo of him yesterday when I saw my office out. I can't think what his name was. Was it Chris something? I can't remember. But he was so funny. <sighs> he was hilarious, wasn't he? I
5: oh, just think about it now. He was so desperate to talk to someone. He just he, he grabbed about four or five of us and just started talking to us about stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, how are you doing? Yeah. No, no that, that, that's that's some good points there. Still, I, I never consider that. I just get silly when I meet a celebrity. I don't know what to say. Go, You're your celebrity. Hey.
3: Yeah, I think I think a lot of these guys, particularly particularly the ones that that had the smaller parts. They don't, they don't consider themselves to be a celebrity at all. So you should have, you should have no fear and not be at all intimidated by meeting them. They, they really do like to chat, and they like they like to just get out and have the conversation. It's the, one of the reasons that they do these events. It's not not even necessarily to make you know their ten pounds for a signature and a, and a picture. They're they're there because they want they want to be out and meeting people and talking to people. So yeah, get involved.
5: See, that's a bizarre thing. I'm the opposite of you. I just talk to anyone on random buses and stuff. I just have to straight conversation up in any queues. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like it's so <laughs> bizarre. They come to the, something like that, and I just go. Uh...
13: It seems like everyone is getting ready for that one big holiday. But I'm, I'm more excited for something else. Remember, the force will be with you, always. I got lost in a galaxy far far away, I watched all six episodes in just one day, and the new one is coming, it's coming very soon, I've been crying tears of joy since the beginning of June. I don't really care about Christmas this year, cause I'm gonna be at The Force Awakens premiere, yeah I'm gonna see Luke, a Finn and Poe, so why would I even care about the mistletoe? I don't need a gift to make me happy, I don't really wanna write a card that's crappy and sappy, peace on earth, good toward Kylo Ren, oh hey Chewbacca, how ya been? I don't have a Christmas spirit, just a Star Wars grin, and I'm probably gonna cry when I see the Millennium Falcon, I'm so sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just more excited for what's going to be on the big screen I don't care about Christmas or the deals in the stores All I'm dreaming about is Star Wars, is Star Wars Oh Santa, oh Santa, let's go back to the North Pole Oh Santa, please Santa, we've got Hot Solo Oh Santa, oh Santa, please you're ruining this holiday Oh Santa, oh Santa, I'll take Star Wars any day, now Ray is Bay. I'd say that all day. I'd like to ride with her on a one horse open sleigh, jingle bells all the way. Use the force, they say. You know I'm Gryffindor all the way. Wait, wrong movie. I'm sorry. Everyone is waiting for the Christmas snow, but who cares? I'm about to see Han Solo. Who needs to be under the mistletoe when he can be in front of the lightsaber glow? Santa Claus. Pause, because I can't hear you over the applause. Take your reindeer and go back to the North Pole. My boy BB8 knows how I roll. You're looking for cheer in all the wrong places. Happy faces, pod races, rebel bases, base chases. Now come on. You don't have to be a hater. I mean Scrooge is pretty much just a Christmas dark Vader. So wish upon that Christmas death star because the holidays are just a trap, right at bar. And if you think this is dumb, then it's a rule of thumb that you're nothing but some rebel scum. Oh Santa, oh Santa, let's go back to the North Pole. Oh Santa, please Santa. We've got Hot Solo Oh Santa, oh Santa Please you're ruining this holiday Oh Santa, oh Santa I'll take Star Wars any day
0: So that moves us on to events in twenty nineteen. Now we're all attending celebration in twenty nineteen. So let's just have a look at that at an event. So Pete, first of all, I've asked you, you know, most people were going out there. We're out there for a week. I think we fly out on a Tuesday, so we can have all of the Wednesday free. I think we're there most of the day Tuesday, because I think we take off at nine and when we land it's still only like eleven o'clock that time. So we're gonna get a couple of days this end when we land so as a tourist what is there to do and see in chicago outside of star wars and uh, also i want to know what what food is chicago famous for
5: wow Stu, this is now i've been to chicago a few times i've been for well i went kind of about four years ago but only passed through but um i used to go quite regularly and i did all the tourist spots there's not it's not a massively touristy kind of place it's more like stores and famous things like that. it's not Tons of stuff. Now, this is something that Richard's definitely going to come in on, so I won't spoil his fun because he's obsessed. But obviously, you have to do what used to be called the Sears Tower, which is and an, I think it's about I mean, it used to be one of the biggest towers in the world, but now it's, I think it's I think it's number fourteen or something in tall towers because a lot of uh, so sort of Middle Eastern countries have built absolutely phenomenally large towers. But it's now called the Willis Tower, so that will confuse you because people you'll you'll go where's the Sears Tower, which is his name, and now it's called the Willis Tower, but it's got. A glass deck, which is completely—it's <laughs> completely like the floor is glass and everything, so you can look. The thing, thing you walk slightly out of onto. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and it's yeah. just well. I mean, I, I can remember. I, I don't think of the. I'm not even sure if it was there when I went. It was a long time ago when I when I did it. It was like ooh, late nineties. I'm not sure if it was there. There was definitely something glass, but I think it's probably been improved. Uh, apparently, they're, they're called glass cubes, called the ledges. Oh, So you know, I think I think everybody has changed, but they go about I think about five feet over the edge of the building. So if you're a little bit nervous, they are very thickly made, so you'll be fine. But uh, the view from the tower, I think you remember, was uh, immense. I remember the one one I went to when I, I went, it was very cloudy. You could see the clouds just kind of like sitting on top of the buildings. Um, but yeah, the view is fantastic. So definitely one to do. But that's a real tourist kind of trap. Everyone does that. But I had a quick look at other things. I thought. Oh, you know me, I don't like the, the kind of usual stuff, Stu. So I thought a couple of things would be quite fun. Now, <laughs> there was something which I saw in all my searches, which I thought, well, I think this will appear to you, Stu. And you might have to bleep this out. Um, it's called The Shit Fountain. Um, it's actually... Someone, in tribute to all the dogs who poo on things, uh, they've actually made a statue of a lovely turd. So uh, that is is hanging around 1001 North Walker Avenue in Chicago. Worth going to find out. So I don't think there's a statue of a poo anywhere on the planet. So that's probably the... uh, the only one, yes. Yeah. So, but the other thing I thought would be quite interesting, and I'll, I'm not going to go too many on these, but just this last one. There is, and it may be the only one in the world, um, the Busy Beaver Button Museum, and it's a it's a collection of you know badges, and we're going to be making our own badge for celebration. So, if you think, oh, let's have a look at other badges, this museum goes back to the 1800s when they, people start making badges or buttons, as they call And that's a 3407 West Armitage Avenue. So we're uh, definitely one to check out. Do you want to talk food, Stu? Because I hear you like food. I want to talk food. I'm hoping that you're not just going to hit me with pizza, though. Well, clearly there is a pizza thing there. It's obviously famous for its deep dish pizza. Um, so, but we don't want to go too much into that because let's face it. But you have to apparently if you do order a deep pan pizza or deep dish pizza, you must eat it with a knife and fork. So no in the hand stuff. Uh, it's also famous for its Italian beef sandwich, which apparently now this is this is like a old wives' tale. You you would call it. Probably not i to say that anymore. Um, but it was uh, after World War I, an Italian immigrant who sold beef sandwiches stretched his meat, that sounds bad, by slicing it much thinner and cooking it in its own juices to feed more people for a wedding. And that idea caught on was eventually called Italian beef. And uh, apparently you eat it rather wet. So it's kind of like dipped into... Uh, the juice it's cooked in and the bread is kind of like a moist bread. So if you if you want an Italian beef sandwich, if it's not slightly dripping, then it's not really a sandwich. Now, Stu, I know you've talked about having a hot dog. What do you like to put on your hot dog? Chili. Chili.
0: Anything else? Mustard, onions. Yeah. Keep going. Um, well, how much stuff do I need to go on it? Oh, I don't know. Um, Keep going. Like <laughs> a bit of sardines. Sardines?
5: Sardines. <laughs> <laughs> What's that red stuff you normally pronounce, do you? chilies? Yeah, Uh, other sort of stuff out of a bottle. Um, Tabasco sauce. (laughs) Ketchup, mate. (laughs) Well, apparently, I didn't know this, that is banned. You cannot have. If you have a a Chicago dog, as they call them, um, it's a Vienna beef hot dog. But it's water bathed, not boiled, in a poppy seed bun with mustard, crescent green relish, chopped onions, hot pepper, tomato slices, dill pickles, and a dash of celery salt. Ketchup, if you go to like a, the leading place, it is banned. So there's two places you want to check out for this. Uh, I'd look at these venues. One looks like one of those really old kind of star American diners. It's called Gene and Jude's, and apparently it's not too far away from uh, Wrigley Field. And it's been going since the 40s. And apparently it, that is the place to pick up a hot dog. But you have ketchup you will be chased out if you ask for ketchup you will be slapped on the head so do not do not ask for ketchup on your hot dog so you have to make sure that that happens there is actually you talk about pizza there is actually a pizza museum an actual pizza museum but you can't get pizza there so it kind of defeats the object now i went to coca cola museum once in atlanta actually this year actually bizarre enough and you could get all the coat you wanted. So if I went to a pizza museum, I would expect to get really, really covered in pizza. But there isn't. So yeah, but it's one of those little things you you might want to try out.
0: But I'm that's curious. it, really. Ooh, I've, sorry. I've never slapped anyone with a bit of pizza. But I've got a feeling Steve Savory <laughs> may experience this and we may share that moment. Oh, interesting. But I think I think Richard needs to talk about that. the only one
5: place he's going to head to. Because let's face it, we all talk about doing the tours of these areas, but we just end up getting drunk. And going to rather odd Star Wars themed parties rather than doing the whole tourist thing. So, but I think there is one place Richard is definitely going to check out.
7: Yeah, Pete, I am definitely, definitely, definitely going to go to probably the most famous fountain for me in the entire world, and that is the Buckingham Fountain, famous from the opening credits of My Little Children, which was probably my most favourite TV show growing up as a kid found it absolutely hilarious we watched all the episodes in the last two or three years still stand up really well to this day and um, the hotel's not too far away from the place i will go sightseeing i uh, quite happy so i will be there
5: because that show used to air didn't it about 10 30 on weekdays
7: in on itv and it
5: was never it was never in it was never like shown at peak time it was always about that time so it's kind of a it's kind of a strange one. everyone seems to know it but yeah, at the same time, um, probably a certain demographic of people, probably people in their sort of twenty, you know, at the time in their twenties, probably university, probably at a uh, you know high school, um, who maybe got back after a night out on the uh, on the pop and wanted something to watch, and that was always on, it? and uh, Evan was always fascinated by um, uh, the young lady in it, obviously Christina Applegate, wasn't it? it was
0: indeed. I think um, the other the other big thing to do is to basically just copy Ferris Bueller's entire day off school in chicago and just just do the lot and i would love to be the sausage king of chicago
5: i i did look at that Stuart, as a list but it's really obscure and you have to do a lot of traveling around chicago you basically spend a day traveling around chicago to get to several places and and the the venues i mean you know the venues they're using it are just you know kind of like oh okay that's a bit obscure but yeah it can be done but you will need a good a good solid day to get around everything but i mean we're gonna have a ferrari wouldn't we so well yeah, yeah that, that would help. help probably not a lot of girls with you either but uh yeah yeah it, it can be good. it's worth checking out i mean I, I didn't want to cover too many of the real tourist spots because obviously they're you know they're like grand central station that's easy to get to with uh, the untouchable scene with the staircase when you actually get there it's not it looks really impressive on film but when you get there it's really underwhelming you go oh okay that's the staircase that pram went down oh okay
0: that's one of my most favourite ever films, you know. There's a top five for me.
5: Yeah, so um, thanks for it too much. because it, 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 when, when you're standing on it, you, you've made it to be
0: epic, and it's, it's actually not. Let's move that on a bit then. Steve, now you've already just alluded to it in the last question, that you love to chat to the stars and you love to get an autograph. So as an autograph hunter, what stars of the movies are you hoping will be signing in Chicago that you haven't had the chance to uh, pick up over here?
3: Well, I guess it's the obvious answer. I'd absolutely love to meet Harrison Ford and add him to my old collection. But if I'm being completely honest, I think if he does make that rare appearance, it's probably going to be cost prohibitive. And then it kind of niggles with me a little bit whether or not I really want to meet my Star Wars hero and then end up being potentially disappointed. So I'm a bit, mm, I don't know. I think that's going to be a tough one. Um. More realistically, though, I would really like to meet Felicity Jones and Diego Luna, both from Rogue One. Although my passion for that particular film is diminishing, actually, uh, uh, more recently, their performances really, really grabbed me. And I did fall in love with those characters. And Diego's in the latest uh, series of uh, Narcos on Netflix, which is um, fantastic. And uh, obviously we've recently had the announcement that there's going to be a Cassian Andor series coming uh, on the Disney streaming service as well. So he could actually be a really big one. uh, And I think that that's they're, they're the two realistic and hopefuls um for me to go after with harrison being uh, up up as somewhat aspirational i would say
0: i'm not sure whether she'll be out there but um would you be interested in um pam rose
3: <laughs> i've already met pam rose
0: <laughs> steve how much
5: for harrison Ford? how much would you go to for house and forward let's say you got like uh, a couple of minutes to, to talk to them as well how much would you pay for that
3: i don't know pete i really don't bit, I bit i numbers keep spinning around in my head i don't know what a realistic number to even put on it is i've seen what some of them sell for and it's already in the secondary market it's a number that i would struggle justifying a photograph with a squiggle of ink on it it just <laughs> What i find the bucks yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm struggling to get to, and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be considerably more than that. Actually, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the seven hundred plus. Um, I I think it's going to be if if he does it, I think it'll be a phenomenal price. I may be way out. Actually, you know, I just don't know. Um, I just see like I say, I see a lot of these on the secondary market that are ratified and genuine and as soon as you as soon as you've got some kind of some kind of uh, credibility behind it they do suddenly seem to just go way way up and yeah i also worry you know you see you see a lot on you see a lot in the media about what a grumpy old man he can be and that could that could be heartbreaking to spend that amount of money for, to have a have a grumpy man experience. So.
5: I think I think that will make the, the experience so him being grumpy. And just <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, if, if he's happy and friendly, you know, he's being false. Surely if he's a grumpy old goose, then uh, then he, that's being true to him, isn't
3: it?
0: Maybe, Pete. Maybe. <laughs>
5: Go with you, Steve? I've never heard of you. Give me the earth bloody I'll sign it for you.
0: Rich, now there's a huge community present at celebrations, including things like Facebook parties and the room sales, Kivecast party. Uh, what has already been arranged and what details can you give on things like that that have already been planned? Absolutely, Zilch. Oh,
5: that's
4: great.
7: <laughs> I mean, obviously we know that there's going to be a Cast party, uh, no details arranged as yet I'm guessing that Sky Steve will announce that on a very soon upcoming podcast Um Rebel Force radio guys usually have some kind of um party probably Wednesday time I would imagine
5: yeah they always do Wednesday yeah. and they always do the day before but they because they're, they're I mean one of them is low isn't he so yeah. they're probably going to have a right re- old shindig yeah.
7: but other than that nothing has been arranged at all there will be Facebook parties there will be podcast parties there will be lots and lots of different group parties there will be rooms sales but absolutely nothing's been announced yet bit too soon
0: wonderful pete you've been to two u.s celebrations and rich if you you welcome to pitch in here as well pete as a as an attendee which this year we're going as attendees we're not doing anything there we are going to go there and we are going to enjoy the show this is my first one in america what would you recommend as not to be missed activities for my first experience over there, and what is the one event whilst there that you're most excited about? Well, I,
5: I mean, I, I guess I guess I'm slightly
0: jaded from previous
5: years because. Last year, well, last one in America, in Orlando, you know, to, to, to witness the, the big event or the two big events, you really had to sacrifice like, a night's sleep uh, on the floor, which is a bit of a shame, really, because I wasn't prepared to do that after a long flight. <laughs> maybe, maybe this year. I don't know. I don't really still want to. I still value my bed too much. But I mean, there was, I mean, I think what people always miss out on is there is so much stuff. Now, I've done the big event. They're big and they're fun, and you can watch them online later. I, I Honestly, honestly, I would delve into the, the depth of the celebration because there's so much we miss that I miss. I mean, I, I mean, you look at the brochure and go, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that. You end up queuing for the big stuff, and you miss all the wonderful small stuff. And I did a lot more of the small stuff the, um, in Orlando. I went to like, the Japanese vegetable carving, and I went to Doug Chiang's um drawing kind of masterclass uh, where he designed a robot from scratch or, you know for Star Wars and these things you know I'll never forget that I thought that was one of the best things I've ever seen Along with the Japanese vegetable carving, um, and I think these these little small creative panels, uh, where you'll get some of the more technical people talking about their time on stuff to a smaller audience. Um, so it's not a big show, uh, and those go on all day, all day. And there's always events like you know, I've I've not yet attended them showing the films. Uh, me and Grant were going to do the the dating thing once, but uh, apparently no women turned up, so that was a bit a bit of a an eye There was, I mean, I reckon every year, every time I go, I probably do not even fifteen percent of the of the actual event. So I wanna try and do as much this time that's off the beaten path. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and attend as many small panels as I possibly can. I you know what? I've got here's the admission. I've never gone to a collecting track event. Oh, no, no. I sound like I've done one. I did Grant's one. I, and that's it. I've never done one. After all those years, that's four celebrations. I'm not, I'm not, I've not done one.
7: That's terrible. Pretty much agree with what Pete said there. Um, I haven't queued. I think I got spoiled in Essen, really. In Essen, if it was Luke Skywalker panel on the main stage, you could just turn up and there would be a 10, 15-minute queue. And then everybody would be allowed in. You sit down, you do the whole thing. The London one was difficult because obviously we had the booth at the London one so we were tied to that and it was it was not organised too well at times. The one in Orlando that I went to I got to see Lando because it was one of the smaller panels and basically what had happened was um, I went to the place where they give it the wristbands and they said yep we've got this one, this one, this one I just went oh, I'll alright take, I'll take the one for Billy D because I haven't seen Billy D before um, so that was very difficult but to see any of the big panels, Pete's right, it's an overnight queue and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people have to sleep on the floor when they pay for hotel rooms. It's, it's not a big thing you see, you know it's not something that be proud of it's not something to be cruel about you know at the end of the day you're sleeping on the floor i, I just i don't like that at all i'd much rather the you know lego can do a lot your ticket system funko pops do a lot your ticket system you know it should, it should be incredibly easy for you just to beep your pass on the way in um and then randomly they get drawn out and you you know, you get texted if you, if you get accepted for one of the panels. You turn up one of the panels half an hour before and you get in. It should be as simple as that. Uh, I don't know why they do this big thing about the queuing. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I would agree with Pete. You know, it's really difficult because you need to get around as quick as you possibly can to spot the items, but you, you, you stop and you chat and you talk to so many people. I would say if at any opportunity you've got whatsoever to take photographs, get them done and out the way before the crowds arrive. So if you see a nice big diorama set and you've got an opportunity, snap a photograph because the chances of you getting another photo later on is very difficult, but enjoy it and, and be very, very flexible. The collecting track panels, the, I've, I've been, I don't know, maybe it's about eight, nine, ten, Panels I've done now, and um, they're very, very good. They're great. I wouldn't do, you know, Jason does, and, and, and this is what Jason wants to do. I wouldn't go and do the panels one after another, after another, after another. I don't think that's for me. I would like. I do like to go and see Gus when he does his props one. I think the props one's always always really good. And if there's any odd one at a time that you can make it, then go for it. Um, but I wouldn't go out your way. Um, but I also enjoyed the the Del Rey's panel and the comic book panel. You know, just try, try and taste a little bit of everything, but definitely enjoyed.
5: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I really, really have a burning passion to this year is to go and do a day of cosplay. So, I was looking at like Princess Leia costumes just for laughs because I had such a laugh with there was a guy and he was dressed as Saw Gerrera and it, you know he was just absolutely bob on and he just had a whale of a time. He was just enjoying it. Everyone was standing around. He was doing his speech about Gullet's. Um, it's just, it, it added to the event. Those sort of things, the people add to the event, obviously. You know, after you've done all the stores and stuff, you can just mill around and kind of engage with uh, people doing cosplay and getting pictures and, and general Daphne. So I am so tempted to do, maybe take a couple of costumes with me this year and actually just go for it. Because it doesn't matter how bad you look, because I'm, I'm obviously going for, for, for bad. I'm not going to try and pretend I'm some Princess Leia, but I think a six-foot-three Princess Leia with a build of a wardrobe would be quite amusing, and uh, I think it'd be good for photographs. And I think Stu, if you go as Han Solo, we could have some fun.
0: It's all about imperial dignitary for me with this uh, throbbing purple hat. You should do it. You should definitely do it. Well, boys, it sounds like it's going to be an absolute blast. And obviously, next year, Steve's already said it is giving us the next Echo date. There'll be another three fathers' Strums next year, and all the other events. Um, so much look forward to 2019 is going to be an absolute blast and chicago will be the icing on the cake uh talking of echo uh, and events like farthest from um, i've caught up with a few facebook group admins to discuss facebook over the last 12 months let's head over to that
8: what are the odds this time of year of getting a christmas snow A gift that pleases, a case of the sneezes, or a kiss neath a mistletoe. You doubt the odds against Christmas cards finding each friend on your list, or getting a box of oversized socks, but you don't stop to think about this. Christmas could have so easily been the day they invented the wheel, or the day Bad King John was so put upon that the Magna Carta was sealed. They could have discovered America on December the 25th, or snow could have fallen, or nothing at all. And we'd never have known what we missed. The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Christmas, you see, could have easily never, ever begun. The odds against Christmas being Christmas,
1: against love being
8: You have to remember, when you're in December, that you're at the close of a year. What would you have done if time had run out before Christmas was here? I'd like to point out that the odds against adding an extra month are 92 million to three. You cannot put locks on all the clocks or chain Father time to a tree. But whatever the odds this time of year, humans should never complain. Whether caught in the crush of a Christmas rush, or the snow, or the sleet, or the rain. Whole galaxies in distant worlds would change places with any of you. Because you have a day when love came to stay, though it nearly didn't come true. The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Bung, bung, Christmas you see could have easily... The odds against Christmas be Christmas Against what being born at all We're so very large That all of the odds should seem terribly, terribly small You see just how lucky we were The odds against Christmas being Christmas Are 365 to 1 Christmas you see
0: could have Right now we're going to have a little look at a, a Facebook reflection from like 2018. Obviously being UK based, I thought we'd get on three of the bigger UK groups all covered here. So uh, joining me and Rich tonight for this, yeah, we've got Mark Baker here who runs the Jabbers groups. So obviously you've got the Palace, which is the auction site, the Court, which is kind of like their main site, and the Dungeon is their modern site. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Great to have you back, as always, mate.
10: And thank you for having
0: me. Delighted to be joined here by Mark Daniels, who runs the ever well. Not so much the group, but but the hobby of collecting Beyond the Toys seems to have really taken off. So I expect this group to keep growing and growing and growing. Uh, he also runs the Palatoy Collectors Group. Uh, good evening, Mark. Good evening, chaps. And finally, we've got Jason Smith, who started up the very original Facebook group, the Vintage Star Wars Action Figure Group, uh, and that continues to grow. Good evening, Jase. Hi there, how's it going? All good, mate, all good. Now, first of all, let's just go back and have a, a little talk about your groups first before we get too too much into it so mark jabbers have an auction site a main site and a modern site and when i looked at your figures you know you've got quite over six thousand in your main group over uh, 4.7 roughly thousand in the auction group it's it is a big big growing group isn't it
10: oh yeah it's uh it's gone from zero to hero within a couple of years and i think you've hit the nail on the head when you said it, it is quite a respected group it's um it's one of the main groups but funnily enough i think we tried to Get a bit too big and at the beginning of the year we started to open uh, a few other groups purely because we thought there was a need for it but uh, we, we opened a, a variant group because that's what myself and a lot of the admin are interested in um and then we we opened a subgroup called jabba's tales which was very niche that was all about animated star wars because I'm quite interested in Ewoks and droids, as I believe you are as well, Stu. <laughs> I love an Ewok. And um, and then Tony Rave contacted us and said, can he join with the Jabba's group and join his R2 and friends group and turn it into sort of like a, a droid and astromech group? So we did that, and we did it for a few months, and it was successful. And we have got some really, really talented and knowledgeable admin on there. But a few weeks back, we decided, do you know what? This is a bit pointless. Everybody who's on these subgroups is in Jabba's court so why not just have the threads on the court itself so that's what we've done we've uh, we've squeezed it all back together again trying to make it a bit more streamlined and I think it's for the better really because I think some of these I'm not naming any names but sometimes there's just too many groups and I just think is there any need for them all?
0: I totally agree I, I think I think there is a lot of A lot of filler Facebook groups um, I'm going to talk about one in On December's show uh, Main show uh, About one that I think Is absolutely disgraceful This week okay. um, with What I've seen And uh, I will Key that for the main show But so I do have to ask you, Mark. Okay, so Jabbers was formed, kind of a splinter off of Echo originally. Yes. And You you took it and you did this thing at the very start of the year. Echo decided to do an auction page. Where I know this is quite a contentious subject, and maybe you don't want to discuss it too much. But they always said, you know, you do your thing, we do ours, and then they basically copied your your format for your auction page as a group. Did that affect you at all?
10: Well, firstly, I'd like to said, we weren't the first auction group. There was one in America, but we thought there was need for one in the UK. At the time, it did rile me for a few months. And then I just thought, you know what? I don't need to know what's going on over there. Our group is probably pretty successful. I think the main thing that annoyed me was that the Echo Groups pretty much slated our group from the start and said we were ruining the hobby and it was a disgrace. And then they went and did exactly the same thing after a few months, which I thought was a bit of double standards. But me and Adam are good friends and we're not going to fall out over it.
0: No, and I must admit, I, i'm I'm on both groups. I always use jabbers if I'm selling um and I definitely think that Jabbers auctions are are far busier than echo auctions. I don't think that's that's uh I think most people are loyal to the jabbers.
10: They're differentiated by having slightly different rules, but we'd um we've got our rules finely tuned and they work perfectly so the echo group have had to change their groups and I think they're pretty much similar to ours now in in the way that it runs and the actual finishing times and things like that, yeah.
0: Um, Moving on to the other Mark. Mark, Beyond the Toys group has become, um, it's become a very popular group, a very popular part of the hobby. I think originally this evolved from, was it a stationery and
12: confectionery group? Yes, originally it was just um, meant to be for stationery. And then I believe it was Craig Stevens who dropped me a uh, message and said, why don't you open it up to more areas of collecting and i was a bit reticent at first and thought no i just want to keep it to things that i am interested in and then craig spivey and grant said no it's maybe a good idea to open it up make it a bit wider and make it a bit more interesting there's only so much you can cover really with stationary confectionery so let's open it up and it proved very popular
0: i must admit i think you three as admins are the most ideal people for that area of the hobby as well you've both got a great knowledge you've only got to look at your and lee's stall at, at events to see how how much great items you get come through you you've just held one up before we started talking here. You've, you've picked up a, a great french french bank money box thing haven't you which i've never seen before
12: I, i've um, never seen it it's fantastic and i can't wait to, to show it off i think that's half the fun of going to these events yeah sure it's it's nice to make a bit of pocket money and um meet a few people but i also really enjoy putting to go, uh, putting together a, a table collecting these items from event to event to be able to sell and display. And I think we've pretty I've pretty quickly gotten on to um the fact that, you know, I don't sell a lot of mocks um or sort of general Star Wars stuff. I like to dabble in the more unusual and the more obscure stuff. So um that's probably where um I try and specialise.
0: Yeah, brilliant. With the Beyond the Toys, it is one area, okay, so you've got you've got your minute you know, card groups and your other areas and you see Oh yeah, sometimes rare items come through. But so often on Beyond the Toys, items come up where even the biggest collector I've never seen that before. Well what, what what's the biggest piece you've seen which which amazed you which you hadn't seen before?
12: Oh God, that's <sighs> I think that money bank that, that I've just I've just re- recently bought, it's just such a weird thing. Never knew it before. Never never heard uh, anybody having one in a collection before. But I, I wish I'd had known about this question before, because I could have gone back and had a look <laughs> and uh, made a, a, a sort of top five list of. Some of the best items that have sort of popped up on the group over recent months. But I think that's what's great about that particular group is a lot of the main groups tend to have uh, tend to stick to the more popular sides of collecting. So action figures, play sets, vehicles, the 12-inch line and, and what have you. What Beyond the Toys does is it throws up all the really weird, obscure stuff, uh, foreign items, cast and crew items. It covers a really wide area and almost on a, a sort of weekly basis, you'll see something that you will never have seen or heard before. And I think that's part and parcel why the group is, um, is, is uh, as popular as it, as it is.
0: And the other group, Mark, Palatoy Collectors. I'm on that, but um, I'm not a huge... Well, I've got a few palatoid bits, but that seems to be quite a growing group as well. It's got big figures, big membership. What kind of things do you get up to over there? Is it, is it selling or is there a lot of discussion?
12: Uh, I I think there's a a bit of both. Um, I've I've found in recent months that it's actually catching up with the Beyond the Toys page in terms of numbers. Certainly more and more people are joining that group. Um, Whilst it is still only small numbers compared to a a lot of the the other groups, it's well behaved. You know, as an admin, there isn't a lot of policing to do. Everybody's sort of... Seems to be uh, well behaved on there. Um, the information that comes through on that group is very good. Uh, people posting some absolutely incredible pieces. I mean, if you're into palatoy or UK items, then it's it's definitely one of the um, the better groups in my opinion. And I, you know, I am being biased, but you know, I, I, I do think that's true. Yeah, I agree. I think they're great groups.
0: And finally, Jace, uh, you're part of the vintage Star Wars action figures. Nine over nineteen thousand members. Um, that's a a huge huge amount and looking at the group earlier you've got actually one of the smallest admin team for one of the biggest groups so you you see so many issues going on online and so many groups have so many admins is it self-policing
9: with that many people yeah i mean it's it it's the oldest group now it's been going 11 years and um a lot of our membership base, I think, is just people who historically have joined the group. If you actually look at the footfall on the page in terms of the number of posts, it's actually a lot smaller than the, the likes of, you know, Jabber and Echo and IT and these other groups, so... I think in terms of the amount of posts that, that's what you base the admining on how many posts you've got and we don't have that many posts either. in terms of membership I mean it had a kind of sharp rise you know four or five years ago when Facebook groups really took off and it's kind of leveled off this year so it's kind of we, we hit 19k in mid mid year and I think we're about 100 over that now we seem to have as many joiners and leavers at the moment and I know a lot of people consolidate the amount of Facebook groups they're in so we've got you know we've got those people leaving and then we're one of the only few open groups so we get a lot of new people who have never never seen a star wars group before and that was the principal reason why i started the group back in the day so just people who had never never seen a star wars forum could get on facebook and hook up with someone so um yeah so we get a lot of people who will join see that there's a community out there and then they go off and join other groups and then maybe they leave our group, and that's fine because it was initially the whole the whole purpose of the group was, you know, connecting people together. Same kind of questions as what I
0: just asked, Mark. What what kind of activities go on on the page? Is it do you have a lot of sales with that,
9: that yeah, group? Yeah, there's a lot of sales threads. There's lots of people posting, um you know, kind of information threads up about um, things that are going on. We get the occasional thing out of the blue where I mean, a couple of years ago we had the guy who um, designed the Yoda hand puppet join the group and was saying, "Hey, I'm this guy, and I." Made the hand puppet and lots of people started ridiculing him until he posted a picture of himself with it well, that, that was quite funny and i think we had uh, we had someone else in, in the last year who you know who was uh one of, one of the actors in one of the films was posting saying that he was interested in vintage as well so we we get people like that because it's an open group that they can search and it's one of the big groups and it's the name of the group is the, the keywords that you type in to find stuff. So we, we do get occasional, you know, things like that out of the blue, which are quite interesting.
0: At the start of the year, we obviously The Last Jedi was very, well, let's say very mixed, mixed reviews of what, the, what people thought of it. And then consequently solo didn't do so well at the cinema. Now, from my point of view, when I'm looking on these groups, I definitely think the hobby has slowed down with new members, new buyers, things selling so quickly. As for each of you, for your groups, have you seen a massive downturn in activity, in membership, in pricing, in particular? Um, we'll start with Jason.
9: Yeah, um, as I say, the membership of my group seems to have kind of plateaued around about the 19k mark. It's going up very slightly, but as many people seem to seem to leave as join these days. So.
0: And Mark, what about jabbers? Is have you seen a change in that? Because the options don't seem as there's still plenty on there but at one point it was there was constant stuff being added to that group
10: well i think it's pretty much common knowledge that when force awakens came out there was a massive resurgence of interest in the hobby people were joining in their hundreds uh, and everybody wanted to get a full run and then after that there was a very big interest in variance and we were all fighting over the same you know the very rare figures from Lilith lady and pvp uh, but if you look now, it's very difficult to sell these for what we bought them for. Because, uh, well, firstly, not everybody has got cash to sort of splash out on that sort of luxury. And then other people are just thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not. Even if I did have it, I'm not going to pay for it. So. Um, on the, on the auction groups itself, I think some people are occasionally disappointed that uh, what they've paid for it, they're not actually achieving back. But there again, people, you know, the old saying, people are only something's only worth what people are prepared to pay for it on that particular day. So, uh, yes, there's definitely been a downturn. And I think a lot of it is to do with saturation and possibly the, last, the disappointment of The Last Jedi.
0: Uh, Mark, same question to you with prices and membership, although I wonder whether it's affected your two groups as much, because you've got quite specific areas, and Beyond the Toys, to me, it just seems to keep on growing in popularity.
12: Yeah, I I would say, actually, Palatoid Collector has probably outperformed Beyond the Toys in terms of new members coming on board. Seems to be on average maybe sort of between five and seven new guys or uh, people joining Palatoy Collector every week, whereas not so much on Beyond the Toys. Strangely enough, um, I'm not sure why that is. In terms of prices, it, it doesn't really factor for sale on on those groups because it's such a a niche and focus group that it tends to be populated by the sort of hardcore group of collectors who, you know, if you're into that stuff you're into it and you're in in it for the long term not so general really so in in, in those terms both groups seem to be doing okay Mark, I'll, I'll come to you first with this question
7: so a lot of your groups that you run are not only have you got stunning items that people haven't seen before but you focus a lot on the educational element and I really struggle sometimes with Facebook's mechanisms to find old posts and I've started to use things like the save feature and I saved one of your posts um, as well recently but you've deleted it and i deleted it out of my save um, feed as well so I've lost that post. How do you feel the Facebook mechanism works for Things like searching through, you know, discoveries and, and keeping threads together and things like that. Do you think it's improved over the last 12 months or not?
12: Yeah, that's one of the the, the downsides and one of the compromises with Facebook. Yeah, it's more accessible and probably uh, easier to use than some of the forums uh, like Star Wars Forum UK. But it's, that's part and parcel of what it's about. You know, it's it's here one day, it's gone the next... Maybe that's something that, that Facebook will look at in future and, and, and something that can be addressed. I don't know. That that side of things is completely out of my control, but um, it would be nice to see, definitely. I'm not sure
10: if this is... Uh, sorry to jump in, but I think there's a, a feature being added in the last year, 18 months where there's a search facility. And if you're interested in Luke Jedi, if you type in Luke Jedi, every post with Luke Jedi will come up, so um, if people aren't aware of that, that's a useful um, application.
9: I'm- I think the search on Facebook is better than that on on forums. Now, if you if you're in a specific group and you search in there, you can break down your keyword. You can look for who's posted it. You can look for you know when it was posted. And if you're on your main if you're on your main the main Facebook page and you do a search, it will search in every single group that you're a member of. And you can search for you know pictures. You can search for you know sales posts. It, it's very good if you learn to use it. It's as good as anything that we had on the forums. It's just it's, it's unfamiliar to most people, and therefore they, they, they don't think it's any good, in my, in my, in my opinion.
7: I, I agree with a lot of that, but what I don't think that people realise is that, say for some of the more specialised items, like, um, I don't know, just say that Pete's, Pete's put a picture of a Deca bowl, okay? If he doesn't tag that properly, I can't search it. So it, it kind of makes things... It puts an onus more on you than when you make your post. Instead of just you know rushing up with your post, you have to put a little bit more information in. And what I was wondering is, is perhaps our do we need to come up with some kind of consensus on tags, or do we need to come up with some kind of consensus where you describe items hitting these keywords in order to make them easily findable?
12: Coming I mean, a lot of the times, especially on Beyond the Toys, we tend to get a lot of posts of people saying, "What is this?" And in some cases, nobody knows what it is. So it's in that in that sense, it's quite hard to um, I guess describe items accurately, uh, exactly what they are. Certainly in the rarer cases, anyway.
7: Yeah, that's a totally fair point, that Mark. Yeah, I didn't think of that. The other Mark from Jabas. So you mentioned it a little bit about variants, um, and I would say about twelve months ago there was a lot of people who were absolutely variant crazy. Now to me, and it might just be me, I think people are starting to step back a bit. Um, from that now, do, do you think that's true and I'm picking up on that right, or do you still think that the Varian market is still as vibrant as it was 12 months ago?
10: Well, I think it's the, the market has outpriced itself, and um, you know we're all as guilty as this, if we overpay for something we certainly don't want to look on eBay and see that it's £100 less, so we either keep hold of it or put it back up, and it tends not to sell, but there's also a few key players in the hobby who are always pushing the boundaries of the price um, again, naming no names, but certain people from certain countries seem to be pushing the price up every time and every week it's 20 quid more it's 30 quid more and the people who buy it at that price are creating an artificial market in a way but you're desperate for it you will pay
7: it and jason um one for you before Stu um comes back in there so obviously you created um the first facebook group it's grown it's grown to be quite a huge vast group and you've mentioned a few times in in other threads that there possibly isn't a need for so many of these splinter groups now that's not clearly aimed at for example the palatoy group or an auction group or something like that because you don't cater for that market but do you think there's a need for so many of these really big groups that exist um that each have their own little rules? But if you subscribe to them all, you turn Facebook on and you've got 10 posts of exactly the same thing because people are posting in 10 different groups and it's making it. I mean, sometimes you just want to say, for God's sake, will you just stop doing that?
9: Yeah, I mean, it, it's always going to be the case if you've got multiple groups, people will cross post to get. The, the the footfall but the thing, the thing about facebook is if, if we all said well there's enough groups then there's, there's no space for new people to come along and shine in the hobby if i'd if i'd been like that back in the day you know the the, the ross bars and the michael havens and all the echo guys and the jabber guys we have all made their own place in the community you know echo guys have a great event you know Michael Havens is doing his own event. If if we don't allow an expansion and someone to come along and do something, then there's there's no space for new for new blood to come through. So I mean, I'm always happy if anybody wants to come along, create a new group, advertise it on my group get people to join i'm always very happy about that because i've I've seen all these groups appear while i've been on facebook
10: unless it's bringing something new to the hobby i'm beginning to think it's utterly pointless because there's so many identical groups i don't know why that is whether people feel they need to be the creator of something but
9: yeah but then you know if you if you create a new group and you you build a great community in in your area of well you know in your area around that group despite the fact there's another group that covers that kind of stuff you've 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 created something and people have joined that group that maybe wouldn't have joined any other group. So, you know, saying, well, OK, you can't have a general group anymore because we've got too many. You know, you know, before before the the IC came along and Echo came along, there, there was already a group there and it was my group. And, you know, if we didn't have these these new things here, I think that the hobby would be less less for it. So, you know, the next the next big, great Facebook group could just be a twinkle in somebody's eye at the moment. Another big thing I see across
0: Facebook, especially this year, is there's been a lot of people. Very people are very quick to call people out. I I dealt with a bloke earlier in the year, and he messaged me like 24 hours after buying something off me, asking me where it is. And you're kind of like, what? And he's, he was getting the arse for me. And there's so many scammers, so many scandals, so many dramas. Facebook is a much easier platform to to just out someone constantly. And there's there's people who who are recognised as as friends and. People who you think are honest, how how do you, especially you as well, Mark, in um, in Jabbers, how do you spot things like shill bidding? Are you constantly on the lookout for for friends bidding things up and trying to get that?
10: Well, we've got some really dedicated um, admin on Jabbers Palace. Now, if somebody wants to shill bid, we've got like a sixth sense when that is going on because we look at their friends and we look at their history. But obviously, some may well pass us by. We ultimately have to trust the people in the hobby that they are not going to do that. That's about it, really. We just have to work on people's trust.
0: Do you, as admins, maybe to the other two, before someone gets called out, do they come to you or or the first thing you see is is, it's on your group? Especially you, Jace, you've got 19,000 people.
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I used to get um, a lot more people coming to me first, but it's a lot more common these days for people just to call people out. I think, I think, I think the reason why people want stuff a lot quicker these days is because if you remember back in the day, if you bought anything online, it had that little line that said, you know, postage and packaging, you know, wait 28 days for delivery. You know, now with, you know, I, I I accidentally signed up to Amazon Prime yesterday, and I get all my stuff the next day for free. You know, people are used to kind of they spend their money and the stuff appears immediately, which is why you're seeing people kind of calling you out after 24 hours, because, Hey, if I bought that on Amazon, it turned up by now. So, you know, why, why, why aren't you doing the same? So, you know, that, that that's the kind of mentality that people are getting these days. And I think, so, I think there's a happy medium. that you know Obviously, you know, 24 hours, you know, for people who aren't in a business isn't, isn't, you know, that's, that's, that's too short a length of time. And then on the other extreme, there's people who are, you know, take a month to ship something. There's, there's a happy medium. And, you know, I think you've just got to work out where that is. I think as long as you're honest
12: about when you're posting something out, as long as you say, turn around and say, well, it's going to take me three weeks to post it. As long as you're sort of honest right from the start, then I don't think there's a problem. But. For, for me, I mean, I used Facebook the other day to call somebody out and it got the result that I, I, I needed from it. So it does have it does have uh, yeah. plus points.
9: It seems there's a lot. There's a thing that's kind of happened you know, quite recently where there's a lot of high profile, high name people in the hobby who have been called out. And basically, you know, they sell a load of stuff and then they just go off the radar. Uh, you know, for, you know, for weeks at the end, there's, you know, loads of people stepping in going, well, this guy's been in the hobby since the day dot and he's a great guy and nothing can go wrong with this guy. And then, you know, things develop and it turns out the guy has done that, you know, so I think, I think that just gets back to the fact that there's, there's a lot of people in the hobby will pay somebody who's a name in the hobby friends and family for whatever the amount is. And ultimately, every time you do that for a large amount of money, you're taking a gamble. Yeah. And, you know, these days I'm more inclined to kind of go, you know what? If it's over 50 quid, even if we are mates, I'm going to I'm going to do goods and services because as well as, you know, the fact that whether the stuff turns up or not, if it's posted and it goes missing in the post or it's damaged in the post, If you've played, you know, friends and family, you're kind of holding the baby on that one. So, I mean, that's the other kind of thing.
10: And with with the rise of social media, we all live in a very individualistic bubble now. Um, People are too quick to become a keyboard warrior. And a lot of the things that you type on the computer, people aren't actually thinking about what they type. They're just spouting off and they'd never say it to your face. Uh, And people are lacking patience and lacking common decency and, and the community spirit that supposedly used to exist
0: Do you think maybe it's um, an idea that maybe it's suggested that when you put a sales post up, uh, you put a timeline of how long it will take you to post or maybe as a, a rule of thumb in the groups, maybe they have in their rules items have to be posted within a fortnight or 14 days, seven days?
12: I think generally if if, if it's more than a a week before the person gets to the the post office, they generally say so. Like, you know, I'm selling this now, but I can't get to the post office for another seven days. So if you you can't wait that long, don't buy it. I think it's pretty much a given that people expect things to be posted out once they pay for them to be be out out to the post office within sort of three or four days at minimum.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right, actually, because... If you aren't in a position to post it, then don't list it, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah,
9: I mean, I, I had one recently where I, I I bought I bought the item, and the the seller immediately said, "Oh, can you send that friends and family?" And I went, "No, I don't know you, and I'll send it goods and services." He said, well, you have to add the four percent at that point. And his original listing never mentioned that, and I paid him, and he went, "Right, well, I'm off and I'll do now." So I mean, that that was kind of like you know, two weeks gone. And then eventually, you know, when he got back, I kind of chased him and said, are you going to post the thing tomorrow? And he'd go, yes. And then he wouldn't. And then he posted it. And then I had to chase him to get uh, a tracking number. And I'm just thinking, and that's me paying goods and services for something. I mean, what, how would it have been if it paid friends and family? And it turns out, that? That's out uh, uh, it. you're scanning, so, you know. Was
0: it Richard, jace No, it was. he's got no scruples. So just before uh, I wrap up, I've got to, I've got two other things I just want to quickly, briefly talk to you about. Now, one thing the Echo Base Group does has, has achieved, and I, I think they do a very good one, is Echo Live. I think as an event, I enjoy it. I think it's a good selling event if you're a seller. I think there's plenty there to buy if you you want to go there and purchase. And I think there's a, a nice congregation of, it's a nice central place to, to meet up and, and have your usual beers. So with each of you, um, first of all, Mark, at celebration you put on what was an extremely popular helix presentation now sadly we had a booth and i was the one that had to man it while it was going on and i didn't get an opportunity to see it have you got any plans to take that to any other events in 2019 or
12: it would be fantastic to be able to do something like that for maybe an echo or farthest from uh, I think the original sort of concept started at Farthest from Grant did the uh, presentation and I think it went on from there. I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps so. Uh, I know that Craig is going to Chicago, uh, next year. So, and he's talking about, uh, maybe doing something for collecting track again next year. What that's going to be. We, we haven't sort of pinpointed yet, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to put these things together and it's also really cool to put the um to, to get the little giveaways that we give away at the uh, end of the talk is uh we really enjoy doing those
0: the pencil's amazing and obviously having yourself with your art is a bit of a bonus for your groups and your kind of things it, isn't it?
12: it it does pay dividends
0: <laughs> jason same to you you know celebration is coming up next year you well since i've known you've you attended every one wherever it has been now in the past you have organized because you've got the the original facebook group and you do have that that massive follower number yeah you have in the past organized a facebook party a celebration is there going to be one for 2019
9: if there is i i won't be organizing it i kind of the last one, i was kind of organized mostly by people in America, and it's kind of like if there's going to be a party in America, I think it should be Americans who organize it. So I've kind of stepped aside for the next one as to whether somebody will organize something or not. um I don't know. I mean, the you know, there's kind of set days where things happen, and it seems to be you know Thursdays the archive party, Fridays the room sales, or and the the I I C event that Michael Havens does. The Facebook party used to be on the Saturday. So as to whether there'll, there will be one or not, I, somebody else will need to organize that.
0: OK, so it's not going to be not going to be a Jason organized party with
9: no, it's not.
0: carrying ironing boards under your arm.
9: <laughs> um, I, I still have the ironing board. I, I could I could take it back to Chicago. But um, I'm, I'm thinking what 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 my next uh, Star Wars vintage collecting cosplay is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to that. And, Mark, now, I don't know whether this was said uh, in a drunken stupor at Echo, but I can remember having a chat with you on the Saturday evening.
10: It wouldn't have been me that was in a drunken stupor.
0: Uh, well, you were telling me that you were talking about a jabber's live. Would you support it, you're asking? What kind of thing would it be? Have you got any more thoughts on that? Is it, is it just something that you think about or... Is it something that you want to actively
12: achieve? I,
10: I have looked into something, but, again, I would never step on Echo Live because it is the best in the country. Um, I'm not taking anything from Fathers from, but it's a great weekend. If I did it, it would be something different. It wouldn't clash in any way with Echo. Um, it would be probably up north. And I was thinking of doing it more like a Glastonbury-type thing where people stayed over and have it more of a science fiction um, festival with, with not only... Uh, sales, but talks and hopefully bands, and a big bonfire in the middle that we can all dance around.
0: Okay, <laughs> Hi, so a bit of a bit of a hippie fest. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, mate. And, um, and you can incorporate the option clock. on there.
10: But yeah, it, it may well not happen because the advantage that uh, Adam Pemberton's got is he works in a central location and he gets that fantastic venue. I've looked at prices and you're talking thousands of pounds to arrange it, but it's a little pipe dream of mine that will probably never happen.
0: Make it happen. Never say never. Get a good sponsor. So finally, lads, just to wrap up, how 2019? What have you got any any more plans for your groups? Um, How are you going to keep it fresh? Anything going forward with result with regards to groups, or is it just a matter of uh, keep going as you are?
10: I personally will be going uh, carry on as we are. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on joining members and prices. There's lots of talk about people getting out of the hobby. We want to stop that from happening. We want to keep up the interest so we keep coming up with new features and and hopefully the hobby will long continue
9: next year will be the 12th year of of the vintage star wars action figures facebook group and i can't see it particularly changing i mean i i get lots of requests for people saying can you make it a closed group and you know my kind of answer to that is you know embrace your inner geek because you know you, you shouldn't be kind of worried about your other non-Star Wars friends finding out that you collect vintage Star Wars, that's my kind of answer. And, it's, uh, and my answer is normally if you want to go, if you don't want people to know that, there's a whole heap of closed groups which you can go and join, and a lot of them do go and join. But no, I just keep going on, going on, because it is at some point. We'll hit 20,000 members, but um, I don't know if it will be next year, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Twelve years, means You started start up when you were...
12: Forty nine. Well done, mate. Fifty, <laughs> uh, mate. Fifty next year. Um, yeah, we're gonna be uh, Paltoy Group. I'm gonna last year. Was it last year? or The year before? I can't remember. I did the. Um, I did a limited edition uh, Boba Fat sort of uh, palatoy, standee, done in a sort of vintage style. And they sold really well. And a lot of people have asked me, am I going to do anything similar for the group again? And the answer is yes. i have got two things planned for next year. And the same with Beyond the Toys as well. going to be doing some um, uh, interesting uh, giveaways on Beyond the Toys. We've got some competitions, hopefully, and some other sort of features. Because at the moment, it tends to be very much... Um, either latest acquisitions or for sale. There doesn't seem to be a great deal in between. So we want to try and mix it up and, and, and bring something else to the table, just, just so it's a bit more interactive.
0: That sounds brilliant. I've got your um, but one of the Boba Fett point of sales. I, I love it. And um, I'm sure Darren Orn will be desperately waiting for you to release another one so he can rip yeah, it up. Yeah, I'm
1: sure he will well.
0: <laughs> well. Jeds, thank you all so much for uh, taking the time to speak to us on the Xmas so, special. Just before all- you
10: close it I'd just like to uh, thank you all for the podcast. And I was listening to the Palletoy talk today. It was absolutely brilliant and so informative. I'm glad Richard managed to capture that. Um, I'd also like to thank all the admin that work on Jabba so hard. And they're always, there's always somebody. They're all, there's, you know, It's almost omnipotent. It doesn't matter what time of day. There's always somebody going to cover uh, a question or a, or a query. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Thomas Gill, who's took her a bit of time out for personal reason, reasons and for, especially for his little comic strip troopers which he did which everybody loved, I don't know whether you all saw that and I'm hoping that while he's off he's actually working on a troopers movie so when he does come back that would be something to look forward to, indeed
0: Well, superb, superb So Mark, Mark, Jason thank you all so much um, really do appreciate it and keep up the great work great, great groups, some of my, my favourites are right there, so uh, really do appreciate it
8: It's in the singing of a street corner choir It's going home and getting warm by the fire It's true, wherever you find love It feels like Christmas A cup of kindness that we share with another A sweet reunion with a friend or a brother In all the places you find love
4: It feels like Christmas It is the season of the heart a special time
8: of caring the ways of love made clear and it is the season of the spirit the message if we hear it is make it last all
1: year
0: oh, what? I'm sure like the rest of you I I listen to an awful lot of podcasts I visit an awful lot of websites I'm on many, many Facebook groups, although obviously in uh, October I said that it's a little bit a little bit overbearing at the moment and it is something that I will be looking to slim down a bit. But uh, there's so many good things in the hobby. That I just wanted us to, to just go, go round and, and give a handful of ones that are go-to for you and places that you like to recommend or podcasts that you like to listen to. So uh, let's start with Rich. Obviously, don't list them all, Rich. Leave some for the rest of us, but... Uh, What are your recommendations? Right, starting off with podcasting, I think the big podcasts are
7: Cardcast. Okay, I do really enjoy the Cardcast. I really recommend that one. And then, separate the Cardcast and a completely different theme is Stephen Danley's um, Stories at the Movies. I find that incredibly fascinating, and I find the, the stories of when people first went to see Star Wars brilliant. I just really wish I had the same memories as many of those guys do. Um, So I'll leave some of the rest of the podcast for you, but they they might be two big ones. Actually, I'm going to put another one in there because I don't think any of you will mention it Jedi Journals. So if anybody at all who's interested in Star Wars literature, you, you've got to check out Jedi Journals with um, Jay Shepard and Chris Wyman. I think that's a great podcast as well. and uh, it's probably as soon as it drops in my feed it's one of the first ones i listen to forums and things well obviously starts home uk is always going to be my home it's going to be our home it's it's more than just a forum now it's it's much more of a friendly atmosphere so i'm going to throw me towel in the ring for that one but obviously the guys at Tantive as well always make us feel really welcome and um, they they push us they you know the chris and um, clint's just done another fantastic review of our uh, last episode and he's posted us some great customs which could have been used in the play playset. So so cheers for that Clint, we're, we're going to keep pushing Tantive. And as far as Facebook groups go, a lot of people ask about Facebook groups. And I'm always going to go back to the timeline groups. Because I think the timeline groups are absolutely fantastic. They used to be called the Ross Bar groups, but they're not now. They're, they are far bigger than Ross Bar. Um, and now that Ross Bar's lost a bit of weight, um, there are a few things bigger than now, but not much. Um, so the timeline groups, I'm always going to say, you know, the the early, the early Star Wars one, the Empire one, and the Turn the Jedi one, uh, I think they are great um, groups, certainly to get
0: involved with just some general Star Wars fun. Superb choices there, Rich. Uh, Steve, anything you would like to add on top of Richard's selections
3: there? He didn't leave a lot. Uh... <laughs> I think I would have said, said many of the same ones. The, the Clivecast, absolutely. Second vote for that. And Steve Danley's Star Wars at the Movies. Second vote for that. Just wish he would release them more regularly. I do, having had the insight behind the, behind what you guys get up to, understand just how, how much work goes into these. But the Star Wars at the Movies podcast, there's only eight episodes so far, but they have all, every single one been brilliant. Outside of that, I've I've been listening to the Fantha Tracks podcast, which Dave Tree and Mark Newbold does. Um, that's quite fun. It's quite light. It's um it's quite an easy listen. They're usually quite short as well. They're usually only around I think they or at least they feel like they're only around thirty to forty minutes long. Um, and I've also uh, been listening to a more modern podcast, uh, a, a podcast called. Toy Run. Um, and that's that's quite good fun if you've got a kind of eye on what's actually coming out and out and about in in the uh, in the shops. Um, so that's that's quite a nice one to listen to. Again, I would have to agree with Rich. Star Wars Forum UK. It's amazing. Um, it's a great place to be. It's uh, there's so much knowledge and information on there. Great bunch of friendly guys um, and well worth being involved in. And then over on Facebook, uh, the Jabber's ones for me, they're the ones I probably spend most of my time in. I think uh Jabber's courts quite quite good fun. They do uh like pub nights uh where you can just listen in. They also do lots of live feed uh, interviews where people will come on and and chat over over video feed which is usually quite interesting. Um you mentioned earlier that uh, Lee Bullock was one of your favorite interviews. He did a he did a live feed through through Jabber's. Um, and again, that was absolutely brilliant. Really, really interesting to to not just listen to, but also to be able to to be able to see when he's pointing at things in his collecting room. And you know, so there's a lot to be said about about some of those Facebook groups. Those, but those ones, uh, those ones are the ones I spend my time on.
0: Superb, mate. And um, Pete, can you uh, tidy up for us? I <laughs> think left. Yeah, I just want to echo uh, what uh, Steve just said
5: about Toy Run. That's probably the first podcast I got to listen to every month. I mean, they are pretty much. I mean, if you if you want to get a kind of feel of the range, if you've kind of like got to the end of your figure collecting for uh, vintage figures, and you want to go, kind of, you know, I want to go and collect all the stormtroopers, then that's kind of the place you need to go to. Really, I mean, I have a very active Facebook group as well, where they actually answer the questions from the Facebook group on the podcast. So I've had a few questions answered. I've put a few on there recently as well. Uh, my latest question was, you know, what's the best first 12? If you were if you were aping the the vintage first 12, what would you what would you choose from the, the whole of the modern range uh to put that together? And there's been some great answers. So it's a real thriving, thriving group in general. I mean, the two guys are absolutely superb. Jake Stevens and Crisby are, you know, good friends of ours. Hopefully we'll meet up with them in Chicago as well and have a a few beers maybe, especially with Chris, who's a German, so that's all he does. German's just drink beer all day. Um, So, yeah, that that is definitely one on my list. Um, I I do like Rebel Force Radio, even though it's had controversies. They have have behaved themselves recently. They have been a bit naughty, but they're just two old boys, you know, Um, similar kind of age. They occasionally drop stupid things in and they get told off, and that's just the way they are. But Their show is such a good quality show. I mean, they really do put together a fantastic show. They do their research. They're they're real passionate um, uh, vintage collectors as well, or one of them definitely is. But they're passionate Star Wars fans. And, you know, like I said, no one's perfect. That's just the way it is. But they they tie themselves up, and it is always one I actually do look forward to because of the quality of the show. Uh, Fuller Sith is another one who, and they they, they get really deep down. Uh, Brian Young on that show is very, very informative, very good guy knows his stuff, part of the kind of like whole celebration, Lucasfilm kind of thing. So, um loves to analyze every little detail of Star Wars. And, uh, he's a Last Jedi fan like myself. And I love hearing his theories on it. Uh, as part of Facebook group goes, oh, I've kind of steered away from a lot recently because I was getting so full of Facebook stuff. Um, the one that I kind of peer through the window, like an old curiosity shop is, is, uh, almost like it's Bagpuss, um, is, the beyond the toys group which obviously grant craig and mark daniels are involved with uh you know every every other day something appears on there you go oh i would love that so much and again if you engage with it people will help you find stuff uh people will point to it uh people might even sell you it as well so and that's where i get pretty much all my <laughs> newest acquisitions stuff from because there's always something that appears on there which i've never seen before so i would definitely recommend that even though i'm banned on echo uh, um traditional or vintage i am still on echo modern and i do a lot of trading on there so again that's a that's probably one of the easiest places to sell stuff and and move stuff on and buy stuff i'm always buying bits and pieces from there uh i did pick up actually get this uh this this is because i would blame the toy run guys on this it was a, a star wars exclusive figure they did for celebration three and in it's basically darth vader sit standing on a plinth and on the plinth is a button which you push and you get exclusive James Earl Jones lines. He talks about Celebration. He also talks about of the Sith. And uh, yeah, I mean I, I never knew that before. I, and I bought one because of I, what I heard of that podcast. But um, yeah, it's, it's some fantastic you know, original lines by James Earl Jones. I don't think you'll get that much of an opportunity for him to do original lines on any toy before. So yeah. Um, but that's about it really. Yeah, I mean there's, there's there's loads of stuff out there. Especially podcasts. Oh, one final one even though it's finished now the a series um part of the Rebel Force Radio network and I think I believe he's got his own show but David Collins did a show about the music of Star Wars so it really is a detailed breakdown of all the soundtracks and I mean all the soundtracks every single soundtrack from from you know episode 1 all the way up to rogue one and I I would assume they've done last jedi by now or maybe maybe they stopped then but I believe he's got his own show and uh, those episodes are absolutely fantastic and I would definitely recommend them they are Pieces of Star Wars history in their own right because David Collins knows his stuff,
7: and that's probably it. That's good that you brought that one up. Pete actually, it's called the Soundtrack Show, and he's just finished the Harry Potter. As he did Rocky, he did Jaws. No, he didn't do yes, he did do Jaws. Um, and he's just released a one on um John Williams scores from lesser movies that you never knew with John Williams, which is which is really fascinating as well. And and they they're very regular.
5: Because after, after you've heard those episodes, you actually go back and you can actually follow the film. I don't think you can do it with a lot of modern films. A lot of modern films just, to be, just tend to be, you know, uh, pop tunes and modern tunes. But, but when they actually did scores, I know, I not know anything about this stuff. You know, music cues, I haven't got a clue all that was all that But you can follow, like, Star Wars, just listen to the soundtrack. And if you understand where things come in, you don't even have to watch the film. You can visualise in your head because of the way the music is. Or yeah, I'm calling it music, I'm so so common when the music bits start or the cues start you can actually you know what's happening um and there's some wonderful detail in the music and, I, and it just never occurred to me that that was the case i just thought it was a nice soundtrack playing in the background but it's actually Sushi star was actually part of the film experience it's not just some nice music playing in the background so uh, that was me educated
0: yeah some great choices there um i too will i just want to echo. Kivecast, obviously, um, probably a big, big part of why we're here now. And they know their stuff. They they certainly cover every figure in, in great detail and have a very, very good formula that works there. And Toy Run, I'm another one that's um, a big, big fan of that. And very saddened to hear that as of 2019, it's only going to be a monthly show rather than a weekly show. And obviously, um, I'll also shout out Galaxy of Toys, where Chris B and Jake Stevens came from uh, with Jason and Tom Burgess and Ryan. Another great one for, for modern collecting, but they also used to touch on vintage collecting because uh, Tom Burgess was clearly purely a vintage uh, collector, and then he's on all these modern modern shows, not knowing or caring about any of them. What we'll also say is Cloud Car Copilot, hosted by uh, Lil Neil, Neil Lowry, who we have in this show, he does that. He He pushes constant other podcasts, and his, uh, they're only short, about 10 minutes each, but it's all about positivity. Um, he obviously sees all the negative comments between different groups of people. So his podcast is all about being positive. And obviously, uh, Chris Letty, who came on, he's part of the Brick City Blockade. And the Sixth Scale Scavengers is a great great show if you're into your um, hot toys and sideshow type, type toys. Although uh, a lot of it is covered by Marvel, but they do cover regularly Star Wars figures on there. Websites, boys. I think Jedi Business, which is I can always get confused which one, whether it's Chris B or Jake Stevens' site. I know the other one's got from uh, four Chris, lots B. Of suckers. Chris, Chris B. Chris site. I find Jedi Business is a great go to um, go to site when you're modern collecting or even vintage collecting. If you just want a quick quick updates and checklists, great place to go. We haven't really mentioned the archive. I think SWCA is vitally important, especially for this podcast. I'm sure all of us use it every month or at least once to go check things, to search for things. Such an important resource, um, if probably for me the most important resource for the show that we have. We didn't mention TIG. When I get loose figures through, I'm checking weapons and things. TIG is still an amazing database of, of what to look for and what not to look for. It, it's such a good website. I definitely need to give that a nod. And eBay, you know, we talk about all these different sites on Facebook to buy. But you can still pick up some quality, quality bargains on eBay. And uh, it's still a great place to go and scout and look for look for great things. But, boys, I think we've covered so many great podcasts there, so many great sites, so many great Facebook pages. Yeah, plenty for people to be getting on with. Right, so we're now going to move on to the final part of the Christmas quiz. TVR doing eggheads. And the eggheads have been doing pretty well. We've got all of our eggheads through apart from Pete, but stay on after the, uh, the close of the show to find out what exactly went on with Pete's one. Uh, let's go and see if the eggheads can defeat the two brains of the challengers. Welcome back to the TVR Daz Eggheads. We're in the final and massive surprise. Chris Hughes, the major egghead, did get eliminated. But, so the eggheads, they have got four brains here. Well, probably one brain, but there's four of them here. you got Richard with half of it. Jez with a quarter of it, Steve yeah. with an oh. eighth, and Si. Um, boys, well done. You're not really good at math, are you? No. no. <laughs> <I appreciate laughs> There's a bit just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got two challenges. We've got Rob who uh, who bottled the die-cast round, and he's teamed up with Andy. So, boys, this time you can, of course, confer, which I know for a fact will mean arguments with the eggheads, Andy and Rob, this is the final, just general questions about collecting. Do you want to go first or second? First. You want to go, go first, yeah. although you've lost every round when you've gone first?
6: Uh, it's got to change sometime.
0: Okay, okay, let's let's do this. Okay, so Rob and Andy, your first question. Which of these figures debuted on a 31-back card? Is it A, Yoda, B, the Hoth Rebel Soldier, or C, the Atat Driver?
6: It's Hoth Rebel Soldier, Rob, if you're happy with that one.
0: Yeah, go for it. Oh, and here to take you boys down. They're one-nil up. Well done, Andrew. Of course, the 30 for Yoda and 41 back for the attack driver. Cool. Eggheads, there's four of you. Okay, surely, surely. I know Simon's going to pitch in, but have a think. <laughs> okay, don't let him just hey, answer. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, right, that's me I quit. Oh, no, already. Right, on the trilogo Logo cards... Actually, this is really easy. On the trilogo Logo cards, which language is in the middle of the logo? Is it A, English, B, French, or C, Spanish? I'm mm.
3: going with Spanish.
0: Steve's... St- yeah, are you answering, Steve, or are you discussing? Straight
3: in. No, I'm going in for a discussion with the lads.
0: Oh. <laughs> It did sound very official. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's Spanish. Yeah, yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Simon jumping on someone else's answer. (laughs) We'll jump on
7: you in a minute.
0: That is correct. It keeps it level at one all. So, back to the challengers, Andy and Rob. MPC released three models C3PO, Atat, and the ATST under the title of Structors. What was included on these models to make them different from standard MPC kits? Is it A, a missile firing facility? B, wind up motors? Or C, movie sounds? Any idea, Rob? I'd say A. I reckon A. I'd be happy to go with that one as well, I think. Yeah. A. So you're standing up with A. This is your yep. first real real push through there, Rob, yeah? Yep. Oh Rob, you're just like Cy, si. it is it must be something to do with tall people with no hair. <laughs> it's it's one all still. It is actually wind up motors. And I've never never seen them before until I came up with this question. So something to look out for there if you're an NPC collector, like Andy is actually I'm surprised I didn't get that right. Eggheads. Are you boys ready? Oh yeah. Cy, si, do you find it really weird when I shout out eggheads and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, is he just talking to me? <laughs> oh I've missed a bully you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, kids. Okay. where in the United States were Presto Magics based? Is it A, Connecticut, B, Cincinnati, or C, New York? Just, what was the first one again? Connecticut. Connecticut.
7: Oh, my gut instinct was I New York, but I don't know why I was thinking that. I would probably want to. that. I was. I was thinking I, New York as well. I would be happy I with New about, York from a uh, I don't know. point of view and all that. It, it kind of
2: makes yeah, sense, no. I would say, from a from a stationary or one of the bands, Connecticut, because you just googled it. No, see,
0: New York. I I can't think of any Star Wars stuff actually. I mean, yes, book publishers, but Presto will. Sigma came yet, out of New York. So I don't say you can't think of anything. New York. York State. I'll go with whatever you want, go on. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yep, well, should we go in New York then, so we're not wasting time? So,
0: Rich wants to say New York. Jez, Steve, you're co out on this one. I thought you'd know this being a stationary collector. Yeah. Go on, Steve. Go on, Steve.
2: What do you think, mate? Cause...
3: I, I I'm kind of I'm airing towards Connecticut myself.
2: Do you know what? If we went for Connecticut and it was right, uh, you know, there's a first time for everything, and Simon actually gets the point, which is great. It's Christmas after all, uh, and also if we went for New York and it was Connecticut, we'd never hear the end of it.
7: Right, fine, fair enough. So, um, yeah. No, good.
0: no, no, no. That's a very Good point, Jes. So yeah, go go with New York, and then I can
7: go with no, no. Connecticut. Max. We'll go with Connecticut then. Connecticut.
0: Yep. So you're going with Cincinnati.
7: Connecticut.
0: Uh, Connecticut, your final answer. Yeah. 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 Oh, do you know what? I re- there's some things that there's things in life that I really hate, <laughs> <laughs> and and giving you this point is one of them. It is Connecticut, and
12: uh, yes, uh, thank you, Steve. You are never. Going Steve. To Steve
0: well Steve. done there for interfering. Steve, and get, changing you did the well. Hey. I, I believe <laughs> you, do, Steve. <laughs> well, teamwork. <laughs> Andy, Rob, you've got to get the next one correct to keep this going. Okay. In the Ewoks range, what accessory comes with the Dewlock Scout? Is it the Dewlock Club, the Dewlock Staff, or the Shaman Staff? It's a staff,
6: but I'm not sure which one. Andy, what do you reckon? I would I would go for the obvious the Dewlock staff then if it's a yeah. staff okay we'll go with that.
0: that is that your final answer yeah sure you don't want to change it <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas do
6: we do we Dewlock Club I've
0: got, yeah. I don't know. I've been to lots of clubs so there's often Dewlocks knocking around whatever so what's your final answer Andy what
6: do you reckon uh, he's
0: he's a tricky one that Stew isn't he you see you know, he's, yeah
6: he's, he's wily ways. I'm, I'm happy to go with it. That Duloc staff It's going yeah,
0: to be start, the staff. Hundred percent. That's your last answer.
6: Yeah. Go on. going
0: to. Oh, it's sure.
6: It's going to be Easter soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I used to love going dancing. So let's go to the Duloc club. Yeah, let's go to the club. Yeah. To go with the julep, is that your final answer? Yeah. That's correct, boys. Well done. <laughs> two two really well done there i know you used the uh, process of elimination there so eggheads you've got to get this right to win if you don't we go to the tie break question how many gas masks come in the action figure survival kit mailer is it a1 b2 or c3 so i'm gonna say six
7: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I was i was gonna say three as well i would agree with size or
0: So you're going with B? It must be Christmas. Yes, (laughs) Stuart, we're going with B. You're going with B, which is two. Uh, Two? I'm afraid, boys, that's incorrect. (laughs) The answer was C3. Oh, no, look what just happened. Oh, dear. Well, it's Christmas. Let's go to a tie break, OK? And um, (laughs) let's let let the challengers, everyone come in. Everyone come in. Let's have a party. So, boys, this is about the podcast, OK? This is how you're going to end. If the podcast team don't get this wrong, they will all be your personal slaves at the next event. Whichever one you want, they will carry your cases, they will scrub your back, they will um, they will treat you to something, whatever you want, in Bridge, okay? <laughs> so, this is the fifth Vintage Rebellion Christmas special since we started. But how long combined were the first four, okay? I want it in hours and minutes. So how long do you think the first four were? I'm going to. The challenge is, I'm going to let the eggheads go first, so then you can choose whether you're going to go higher or lower. So, Steve. Stop listening to them because I can hear it coming out of your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think you've got time to do that. Mate. What do you reckon, Rich? Oh, I'm going to guess. Tonight. You were on all Reds. of them, Rich.
7: So what, yeah, do you yeah. reckon,
0: what, what re- lengths do you reckon they all were?
7: Well, they were shorter. So I'm going to guess between two and three hour mark times four. So two. I, I, I don't think ten hours is going to be too far away.
0: Right. Uh, Jez, do you agree with him? You've got to remember the Pantos wow. are
2: in there. As well as Rich had been in all of them, I've been in all of them as well. Ooh. which um, one the first one were you but You're right yeah yeah i was a guest we've put we we were doing the impressions <gasps> of course we you the did,
1: yeah yeah you did <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah 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 so right i reckon for
0: <laughs> i reckon
2: 11 and a half hours do you? All right, it's clearly not that. I think
0: 10, <laughs> but yeah, 11 and a half hours. Okay, so but, but Richard reckons 10. So what's your team going for? Si, have you got an input just so we can eradicate yeah, that and I, leave that one out?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pure, uh, I'm going to go with in two, 11.
12: 11, at least 11. I think Jez's wasn't bad at 11 and a half, but at least 11.
0: I like what you've done there. You've looked at Richard's answer and you looked at Jez's answer and just gone in the middle. Play a <laughs> safe, mate, yeah? Once again, <laughs> you've demonstrated rubbish use of maths because if Rich said 10, I like said 11
2: and a Oh, roughly, mate. I didn't know whether is... you
0: wanted it spot on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the maths police are out right again.
0: <laughs> well, Steve, do you want to help them?
3: How many was it?
0: Four. Four shows. Four, four. four See, shows. I think,
3: they're only a, I think they're short. They're like two and a half hours, so a little bit less four than you Two
0: Four times two and a half.
3: <laughs> oh, go back down at 10 then, rather than 11, 11 and a half. I think, I think we're okay. either 10, nine, 9 and a half, 10, I guess.
2: So what were you going with as a That Panto did seem
7: to go on for a week. <laughs> it just seemed <laughs> to, mate. It was actually about 37 minutes. Oh, come on, let's get it nearer 11. 10.45, there you go. 10.45, right, OK. 1045. So you're going with
2: 10 hours, 45. Okay. You know the other lads are now saying
7: 10.44. No, no, can, can I, I, should we not go 11 hours and 38 minutes? Okay, so we've gone
0: 10.45, so challenges, okay? Uh, Andy, Mark, Jason, you boys have all been on a Christmas Christmas show, I'm sure. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Do you reckon they're right? 10 hours, 45 they've gone for. Um, You could go 10 hours, 46, or 10 hours, 45, but 44 would be my recommendations, one or the other. But um,
1: I'd say higher.
0: I reckon
9: more. Rob reckons more. Two and a half hours up. so if there's four of them, I wouldn't say any more than about nine, nine and a half hours. What for all four? I don't know. I'll say more. Yeah, would I'll say t- get more. I'd say nine and a half hours.
0: You're that's going as opinion. low as nine and a half. Four shows. Okay. That, that's I'm not I'm not giving you any clues this time. But um
6: I would okay, go, go
0: less than what they've gone for. So you think, yeah. less, as, okay. you think less as well, Andy?
6: Yeah. They did, uh, from, they did go on a long time, but I think actually they were probably around mm. the two-hour mark. They just felt them. longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what,
0: what's your, what's oh, your no, answer?
6: No, I, I would go around the nine-hour mark, but if we just have to go a minute lower than them, yeah. let's go for the, the yeah,
0: or whatever it was. 10 hours 44. Interesting. Well, we'll tell you all. Before I tell you the answer, the, the first ever Christmas special only lasted one hour and 50 minutes. Mm. Yeah. But in proper Vintage yeah. Rebellion style, by the third one, we were three hours, 55 minutes. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. The combined on it, though, was 11 hours and 24 yeah. minutes. Eggheads, Whoa, you are the winners one.
12: of the quiz. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't mm. believe you've won a oh. quiz, you lot. You had oh, silence. Awesome. I, I it's Down to my
0: genius answers I well so si really did I'm, save you with his um, with his oh, no wait, he didn't it was me um, yeah I'm just looking at it actually I can't see an answer he answered correctly <laughs> the, hey, gas hey.
7: the gas masks the ah.
0: gas masks gas masks Connecticut
2: bloody um 10 hours, Connecticut was a year. fool yeah you take your pick oh no you take your <laughs> yeah. pick. come on mate to be fair at the beginning when you said how are you mate you said I'm fine there you go right. he answered a question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what, I've
9: answered more than all you
0: put together. Thank you all so much. So it's been a great to have so many people on, and it worked. Everyone managed to um, turn up all right and get on all right. So that's always a good thing, isn't it? OK, well done, TVR there. Smash the Egghead Challenge. I never doubted you. Absolutely blitzed, absolutely blitzed the challenges. Maybe we'll get more worthwhile characters on next year.
1: Spoons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what a moron. Um, Right. So let's go on to 2019, because we always like to look ahead and see what we're going to be planning, what we want to add. So first up, let's go round round each question at a time. What is your collecting plans for 2019? Do you have any new focuses focuses you want to complete are you concentrating on other areas educating yourself writing articles trading those kind of things so uh jez what is your plans for
2: 2019 oh mate my plans for 2019 are just to start off with star Wars celebration in chicago and have a great time with my friends and um see what i can find in the room sales with regards to educate myself i think on the podcast does um, yes, some of the other team members may joke, uh, but it does help with an education point of view. I would love to do articles and stuff, but I just don't think I'm necessarily um, designed for that. But one day, who knows, I may well write a book.
1: Next.
0: You might you might write a book.
2: Yeah, we not. Everyone's got a book in them. I don't know what about yet, but everyone's got a book in them.
0: I think um, Home Bargain's does 30 crayons for a pound. You're going down that route. Um, Pete. <laughs> Hello there. Um, I, uh, well, you know
5: me. I'm trying to stay focused because I, if I don't, I become a steward. I mean, I become a steward, and uh, and I've been I've been down the steward route Of bought all sorts of nonsense, and then you have to kind of come back. So I'm still very focused on finishing my little focuses. I reckon I can, I reckon I can do the comics very soon, and and uh, uh, maybe get towards within ten of the car backs, maybe so I get a bit pricey. I don't have any particular ambition to start another focus yet because uh, Empire Strikes Back one has still got lots to run in and it's quite fun because it's not tons of stuff but you know it is it, you know I mean I do love Empire Strikes Back so much that uh, I, I do like finding that I think probably I'll still be look on the lookout for ships and stuff I don't have a lot of ships because I only really got the ones that I liked as a kid back, you know that's at Millennium Falcon and stuff I, I don't have a lot of the other ones so I'll probably look to pick up a few other ones I mean. You know, there's plenty out there, so it shouldn't be too hard. I shan't be picking up the Rebel Transport, though, so I should be avoiding that one. Um, figures, obviously, I've, I've pretty much finished my loose collection apart from the, the A-wing gun. If I ever find one below, you know, £100, maybe I'll take a hit on it. I don't know, just to finish it off. Um, but I keep picking up sort of like, you know, other versions. As terms of books and stuff, I'm, I had, I do have a burning ambition to start off my little little unofficial comic book uh, kind of series. I've made a start on one of them. I've called it Action Figure Comics. And uh, it's all about Ewoks. And I shall tell you about that another time. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't intend to sell these things. I just kind of want to do them, maybe give them away, take them to a celebration if I get it finished in time. I just like, you know, I think I've already said, I love making things like that. I have lots of ideas and stupid stories in my head. And, uh, you know, it's almost translating... Stuff that I, you know, stories I kind of concocted as a kid and would play with my figures and turn them into some kind of crazy action figure story. Like I said, maybe my audience is you four. <laughs> maybe it's a few more. I don't really care. I just do it for my own enjoyment. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, that's probably about it, really. I would love, I would love us, us or the community to get involved in maybe making a book of some sort um I'm, i think we've talked about all sorts of bits and pieces but uh that'd be quite fun to work on but it'd be a group project more than an individual project
0: i like the sounds of an ewok comic book it's called
5: weaponized
0: ewok rage and that's all you're getting well it's the first hearing of this and it's uh <laughs> yeah very um it's very, very throwing out there into the mixer tonight with no <laughs> no one saw that coming so we've got jez who's going to write a book <laughs> as soon as he's learned to spell and read and we've got Pete, who's writing comic books. God knows what we're going to get from Rich and uh, Steve here. So, Rich, same questions to you. Um, I
7: think for me, I've got to focus on completing the runs that I'm half done, which was what I mentioned just before, getting those Sigma mugs, getting the... the. I think I'm missing one ship, which is just the A-Wing. I'm missing one playset, which is the Cloud City playset. I think just getting those daft little odd runs finished... Then, once I've done that, I want to focus on getting a lot of me on carded collection finished. So there's quite a few Return of the Jedi characters that are very, very easy to get. You know, all £50 and under. I haven't picked up a lot of them recently. Um, Although I bought one last night when I think about it. But I do need to hammer down through that route as well. And then I'm going to spend a bit more time on display because, um, you know, I've put a lot of shelves up. i filled them. I've got Dettol's, I've filled them, I've got these cabinets up, I've filled them, I've got bookcases up, I've filled them, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just spiralling and I need to have another rethink about redesigning all of them. As regards to writing articles and things, I, I do a lot of work with Fantatracks. I'm just shy of one and a half thousand posts on Fantatracks in about nine months, so that's quite a lot of posts, so I don't have time really to put anything else into other areas. I do enjoy the presentations of Fathers From. I've done a few of those and I would like to see Dave bring that back because I think it is something missing from Fathers From. So I would certainly be up for something like that. I would like to get to more Comic Cons. You know, I've, I've done Newcastle a few times. I've done you know, Echo Live. I've done um, Fathers From. But I like to go to new places so I think perhaps I should go to one of the big ones. I don't know if I should do London or maybe NCM or something like that. But uh, yeah. Lots of things to look forward to. Certainly for the next two years, I kinda of see me struggling buying stores Wars Aiden. It's it's gonna be the, the year after that. Brilliant.
0: And Steve.
3: Yeah, I think 2019 is gonna be interesting. I don't I don't really think I'm going to be finishing my trilogo run. So that's kind of parked and off the table. I'm really happy with the eighty six I've got. The the others can sit still. Um I think I'd like to finish the Sigma mugs because it's just that one Yoda mug to complete the run Um, I'd also like to get the final Rumpf mug the Vader one Um, and it would be lovely on that ceramics uh, kind of tip to be picking up 3PO and Vader cookie jars as well so that would be lovely but um, I think the biggest thing that I've got on my my agenda for 2019 is to finish working on and uh, launch the Vintage Rebellion website. Um, I'm going to start it off as quite a small, just a a few pages with some team profiles, links to the social media, so that you can just use that as a hub to get in and out of social. Um, I plan on putting a feedback section on there so we can draw in more feedback, because I think we all find that really useful and really interesting. Um, And then through the whole of 2019, the plan is hopefully to, to build it, make it bigger, make it more exciting, and eventually... Host a blog so we can get uh, you guys blogging um, live through the website as well as as well as through the the podcast itself and, and make it a far more kind of interactive for the community experience. I don't expect in any way for it to become a forum. That's not the plan. It is about um, issuing information. Um, but yeah, that's that's my big challenge for the year um, and hopefully early early in the year to get something out. Um, so that people can see that this is this is work in progress and see how it builds.
0: Superb. Everyone sounds like they've got plenty, plenty in store. Me being so focused next year, uh, it is going to be all about the 12 pack run, the loose run, add a couple of bits to the Sigma and just keep myself more um more focused more just <laughs> online, more kind of thing. And I'm going to say this. This is a fifth Christmas special. I've said this in a row. I will sort out the garage as a collection room. It is in a right mess still. <laughs> but really next year is going to be the year. Because really? I've yeah my loft conversion's finished now. I've just finished my last bit of decorating. The inside of my house is as it should be. So now I can spend my my spare time out there um just kind of stroking the walls, feeling them, really getting to know the brick and uh see what that is. Uh, boys one more part of 2019 that i wanted to talk about obviously we've obviously already covered events earlier including celebration but um what three items are on our hit list for 2019 what what three items if you had to write a list now these three items i will find what are we getting um let's start with steve
3: well it's going to be that yoda mug the rumpf mug and the roman ceramics 3po i'm going to put myself on that one rather than the vader cookie jar i'm going to go for the 3po
0: lovely lovely jez it's been
2: there for the last two three years vital came, right it's, it's gonna happen vital Cape shower day uh, last month mentioned about the cooley cups and i saw the the Leah in between hannah and luke um just right at the end of a new hope i, I want to find that cooley cup i love that image and I think I'd also like to get some Helix. And uh, I've completely missed the boat up until now. Helix has gone a bit crazy over the last two years. And I'm thinking now Helix might just start to die down a little bit. So uh, that's what I'm after.
7: Nice, nice. Rich? I think I need to get an A-Wing. Okay, I, th- I think it's a ship that I should have had by now. I just haven't really pulled the trigger on it. So that that's going to be one of my main focuses. I'm also going to track down a Tri-Logo Imperial Gunner, I think uh, I need to have one of those, I have seen a few, and they've all just went a little bit too high, and I know there's one or two sellers out there who are selling them, but the prices are utterly ridiculous, so I'm looking for one that's at a a standard acceptable price, and the last thing on my list that I would like to get is a Slave 1 NPC kit, now it's not for the Slave 1, it's for the Box art. absolutely brilliant, one the best best pieces of order i've seen
0: great arms great arms and um, pete i'm um, sure there's going to be some decker stuff in here well it
5: depends I, i've narrowly missed out on that decker um what was it a sort of bowl a divided at bowl thing with sections I, i've well not I narrowly missed out i was being cheap and someone went ridiculously double what I, i'd offered. so uh, yeah that that would have been really nice but um yeah i've, I've i need to get a low bot on a card, a carded low bot, because I've, I've, I've missed out on so many and just been reluctant and just gone, oh, uh, or just been slow, slow at doing it. So low bot on a card an Ugnaut. I want an Ugnaut on a card. as well. I think I've said this like three years running as well. It's not impossible to get, that easy to get, but I just keep thinking, oh, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. So I keep getting those Empire cards. I don't care what condition they're in, with a couple of stickers, cheap as possible. And then probably Oh, i've got to i've got to finish my loose run. I really do need that a wing blaster um you know i'm I'm not saying the world is slowing down in collecting, but it's not as crazy as it seems but that item is still daft. uh maybe I'll have to pump, buy an imperial gunner Nick, is, Nick is blaster and flog the imperial gunner i don't know uh try and catch someone unawares but I think my best chance for that is probably gonna be celebration uh you do tend to get a lot more of those popping up there. So I really should get out of the way just so I can have it all finished. Um but
0: Yeah. Simple, simple things. I, I like, I like all the little lists. I love hearing what people want. Um I'm really shocked that Jez didn't put the skiff on his list. He's a skiff fan. Really Yeah. Can I stop you?
2: Stop you there. It's actually written in front of me. My piece of paper where I do all my prep for everything, and it actually says VCJ, skiff, and helix. And I've written skiff down again like the VCJ for the last few years. And I just thought to myself, "Who am I kidding? Um, I'm not going to get a VCJ and a skiff, and possibly some helix." So I can see it. I can take. I can send you a screenshot right now. But I just did swap skiff for the cup because I thought, yeah. Okay, so from a monetary point of view, the cup should be a lot, lot cheaper. It might be slightly rarer, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, um, I've, I've just made the decision to swap it from skiff to cup about ten seconds before I open my mouth.
0: Well, I'm going after uh, an A-wing, a Trilogo, and Gunner, and a Slave One NPC kit. That wouldn't <laughs>
7: surprise me at all, actually. You know last year, Really, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's
1: the first time Rich has
2: done anything which is popular.
0: <laughs> um actually, from my point of view i am i I'm collecting the twelve backs I want to add six next year um minimum, which would take me through to two thirds at least. I think I would quite like see this is my problem I've got now my head my little head pinging with things I've seen in marts and stuff, and um, I can't focus properly i'm so I'm hoping to find in Chicago is the rebo manned the Rebo Band music box for Sigma that's my most desired piece of Sigma that I have remaining and I tell you what I'm going to I'm gonna put something down the fourth glass to go with my Amora French glasses the same three keep coming up for sale it's really winding me up so I'm going to knock that out because that should be quite easy so yeah, nice pieces
8: just one more round friend then homeward bound friend Don't forget me in your dreams Just one more song, friend And then
1: so long,
8: friend The nights get shorter, it seems Just one more rhyme, friend Yes, it's a crime, friend But you know time, friend Time can fly so good night friends goodnight,
1: but
0: not goodbye. right well boys that is the Xmas special now we're doing it the other way around this year the Christmas special is coming out before the December show I'm hoping we've managed to get this out before. Before Farbistrom That is my plan The morning of Farbistrom So hopefully you've listened to this On your lovely jaunt down For the Christmas shenanigans In Fordham Bridge So let's just have A lovely Christmas message From each of you um, Before we say our goodbyes For this year's special Rich Send warm messages To our listeners
7: Yeah whatever On to the next one
0: Rich You know what no man is a failure that has friends. And I think that's why you joined the podcast.
3: Steve? Ho ho ho. Merry Christmas.
0: Uh, Jez? Well, I just want to take
2: this opportunity to thank everyone for being so amazing this month, for all of our listeners for following us and for contributing in in the shows and in all of the forum discussions and everything else and on Facebook. Um, our followers have been absolutely brilliant and and the listeners it's been it's been awesome. Um, thank you ever so much for everyone who's um been so awesome and uh sort of sending me well wishes and, and, and like little care packages to be out here and all you guys as well on the team. It has been it's been incredible, it's been really, really heartwarming. As we're at the end of the year now and you know, people are there and settling down. As we look back on this year, actually the community has lost a few people who we're really in a, in the hearts of some people. You know, there's been some collectors who I necessarily know, but you've seen from the feedback and some from some of the reflections on, on social media that the community has taken a real hit. The community for the majority of time has been quite um tough on on themselves and there's been a lot of falling out, but we just need to remember that we're all here combined love stalls. And, uh, and just everyone just have a great time as much as you can and have a great Christmas. And I really look forward to celebrating with all those who are going to Chicago next year.
0: Enjoy your hot tub, buddy. Uh, Pete?
5: <laughs> Now, remember, don't get too downhearted with Brexit, because it means there'll be no more Brussels sprouts ever again. So that's a
0: good thing. A good thing. That is That's very, very true. And as Jim Varney once said, ever since I was a little kid, I always felt like it was my own personal holiday. And that's how I feel about Christmas. I love it. So 4.20. This actually feels weird, because normally I close it as 4.20.18, but that's not the case. So for the Christmas special this year, it is goodbye from Rich. Later, guys. Goodbye from Jezebel.
2: It's the season to be jolly.
0: Can you tell that to some of your uh, co-hosts? Goodbye from Steve. Goodbye, everybody. And it is goodbye from PD Weedy. Ah,
2: <laughs> Jim, lad.
0: And it is goodbye and a merry Christmas from me. And remember, only you can decide with Star Wars toys.
7: This podcast is not endorsed by Disney, Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox or anybody who cares about the Star Wars franchise. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. All names and sounds of Star Wars are registered trademarks of Lucasfilm Limited and other associated copyright holders. All of the original content of this podcast are the intellectual rights of the Vintage Rebellion. If you enjoyed this podcast, then feel free to email swtvrpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't enjoy this podcast, tough.
8: Are Star Wars product's going to have the durability of, say, that old favourite, the teddy
0: bear. Teddy. Wonderful. Now, Andy, you've got to pick one of the eggheads to play against, but we could really do with you. This isn't going to go on the show. We really could do with you picking Pete, because he's got a meeting. <laughs> So Andy, um, which one of the Eggheads would you like to take on with Ewoks? That's a tough one. Um, I think
6: I think the guy that I most think of when I think of Ewoks is probably Pete. Okay, so Pete.
0: (laughs) Pete. um, Can't believe it. What's your knowledge like on Ewoks? Uh, I think it's staggeringly amazing. A Brookfield Athletic is correct, Pete. Oh, You may not be going to a meeting yet. We're going to a tie-break. Can you you hurry up? (laughs) Right, the (laughs) tie-break's quite (laughs) easy. Okay, you're both going to give me something, and whoever's the winner's the winner. Okay, so Andy, you get to go first. Loose Ewok sales, according to Star Wars Tracker for 2018. Up to the point of this recording, which Ewok has had most sold loose? So what are you going for? Which Ewok out of the eight? I'll go for Wicket. You're going for Wicket. Pete, which Ewok would you like to take?
5: (laughs) Uh, Chief Chirper.
0: Chief Chirper. So I can tell you, Andy, that Wicket had 109 and is third. Pete, you went with Chief Chirper. Phone your meeting. You're in the final. He's got 143, <laughs> and was the second most sold Evox. And you, no, I can't, I
5: can't do it. We'll have to, we'll have to do that again.
0: Okay. Then, yeah,
5: no,
2: no. I've got the best idea. Rick is brilliant at impressions. So why don't we have a stand-in Pete? And this is Richard's moment in the stars to do his best Pete impressions. This, okay. this has to happen because you know. It's, or Richard, Ri-
5: Richard can. Uh... Can be me, and I just re-record me later.
2: Okay. Um, no, no, or no. I want, I want to. <laughs> or or Jazz, do that again, yeah. and then make me lose. Yeah. I think no, that's
0: the no. best. I think that's the best option. No. I... <laughs> One wants to imagine okay, do, do, Ask me again, Stu. Ask, to, to ask me
1: again. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay.
1: Jazz.
0: Okay. okay. So do, Andy has. Okay. So Andy's gone for wicket, Pete. Which Ewok are you uh, going with? Don't pick the most. I think Paplu clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you're going with pat blue so andy andy's gone for Wicket, which had 109 sales and was third and pete oh pat Blue's only the sixth 72 sales oh, this year so i'm sorry andy a great start challenges well, get- yeah you know
6: it's uh, a little knowledge <laughs> is uh, is a great thing i think
0: <laughs> so
6: andy goes
2: through to the we final. all know we all know the real winner
0: You all right, Jez? You still with us? I'm still with you, loud and clear. You're sounding good, actually, mate, tonight. Yeah. got a real husk to you. your voice, really nice. Well, well. <laughs> that is because,
2: just you know, uh, off topic, I've eaten some Burton's Daily Fish and Chips pickled onion flavour, which I've never had before. Oh, and, what do you, what uh, you think nice. of them?
0: Because I really yeah, like them, all... but a lot of people around me don't like them. Well, they, it's uh, 125 strong, grams.
2: In the bag, and a normal packet of crisps is 25 grams. So I thought to myself, I'll have half a bag, and that'll still be fairly gluttonous. Um, yeah, 25 grams later, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mate. The top of your um, mouth is no, gone. Very good. That takes the top of your mouth when you actually go to sleep. <laughs> You'd be wanting a, drink. a second Can you said that before?
1: <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Right. Let's go back.